And I still got taken out of the whole thing by the flapping penis. Well, the flapping <laughs> penis is there for a reason. It's to disarm and charm you. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Sincast, presented by CinemaSins. All right, everybody, welcome to the Sincast. This is Chris Atkinson from CinemaSins, joined as always by the voice of CinemaSins, Jeremy Scott. Hello! And from Music Video Sins, Barrett Sherry. Yeah! Yeah! Uh, so we will be, at some point, doing a bracket, bracket for the best of the decade. This decade we call the tens? The tens. Um, the not aughts. Right, the not aughts. <laughs> uh, but uh, we'll be doing that at some point, but... Uh, we figured we would name some of the movies that are uh, up for consideration here mm-hmm. in this bracket. And we also have a call to action for you guys out there as well. Yeah. If we happen to mention something, not mention something that you think should be on the list, let us know what that is mm-hmm. on our various uh, social media and everything that we talk about at the end of these episodes. And then, you know, just give your opinions and we'll try to come up with the perfect bracket yeah so we're gonna whittle this down to 68 movies uh do a similar thing to what we did with the best of the years that we've been alive uh the marvel versus dc stuff uh and right now i think we've got right around 100 contenders that we're looking at Yikes. uh so yeah we've got to figure out how to get to, to 68 of the very very best which does not include passengers, no, unfortunately. No, passengers, no. <laughs> yeah. Passengers go away. Now, <laughs> to do research for this episode, all of us have looked at multiple online articles from publications big and small, mm-hmm. listing their best movies of the decade. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these lists go 50, 100 deep. Yep. And Passengers shows up on a lot of them. <laughs> and that is wrong. It's so and crazy. I've, why do you watch it so much I've then? seen Passengers more than anyone. I've seen it more than any, that, the director of that movie has seen it. Um, and it does not belong on the best of the decade bracket list. No. There's yeah. promise there, but, you know, there's, there's promise everywhere. I'm trying to figure out what they saw in that movie that was so outstanding that it deserved to be on a decade, you know, long list. I don't know. There's something about that movie. Movie, I always watch it. If it's on, I will watch at least it is, some of it. it no, there looks awesome. It's insanely watchable. But what is what is it about it that elevates it above anything? Else? I don't know. Some people may think that the concept is interesting, but I think the concept is rapey. Yeah. Now, as we've discussed many times, it's 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 creepy and it's rapey, and I think it's supposed to be. But then the fact that she forgives him later on and that he's redeemed. Well, in the movie, kills that fucking movie. The movie itself forgives it because they he needs her to, to fix the ship yep that's the that was my ultimate problem when i first saw it on christmas day a couple of years ago <laughs> uh was just the fact that the movie itself was like see if he didn't do that then everybody would have died and see he should have done that you're right his actions are completely you know justified now results oriented thinking um he's he's bad person bad despite all this we are opening our best of the decade talk talking about passengers (laughs) only because we we definitely wanted to take it off the list um we're gonna go through a list here we're not gonna go too in depth because that's gonna be for the brackets themselves but we wanted to name some of the movies that are in 
contention here and then yeah if you got some other suggestions out there that we might uh want to look into yeah correct me if i'm wrong you guys the goal is not by the end of this podcast recording to have filled out the bracket the goal is to just run through the contenders maybe emphasizing which ones are on the bubble and mm. then with our own reflection and fan feedback we will create the bracket is that yeah. correct yes All right. um yes. so let's make that simple. let's uh, uh, start on the list here, and I'm gonna I'm gonna work my way around here. Okay. Uh, where do we want to start here? I'm gonna start with uh, Phantom Thread. Let's let that's a, that's a good random one to start start on. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. What do you think of this movie? I think I know what Jeremy thinks of this movie. What do you think? I've of this seen movie? the movie. Twi- I saw the movie twice in theaters. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw it with Aaron in L.A. and I very much enjoyed it. And I watched it again. Uh, was it Belcourt? it was with me wasn't it well it might have been with you yeah yeah Uh, it was definitely belcourt i love phantom thread i haven't seen it since though Uh uh-huh uh but i i I love that movie i've seen it since probably about two or three times and it's one of those movies where every time that you watch it a lot of paul thomas anderson every, every time you watch it you get something new out of it like something just tiny that seems insignificant but like really makes the story okay uh i freaking love this movie yeah okay uh then we have la la land yes you know i love this movie with my whole heart Mm -hmm. it made me happy joy and it it's still great but it wanes the more i get away from it (sighs) see i think i'm the exact opposite because you know we had that time where we we were really in depth we send it yeah we we saw it live and all that stuff uh and now i kind of crave it you have a roller coaster with this movie don't you i do yeah because yeah. you personally? were high on it then low on it then yes. high on it again i think it was just a, a a simple issue of me being burned out on it yeah i i haven't watched it nearly as much as you guys have i very much loved it when i saw it in theaters and i very much loved it when it was making the cable rounds uh but i didn't watch it like all the time or anything so the music is so perfect in this the colors are so vibrant in this mm-hmm. I, I don't personally like los angeles all that much i like to visit every once in a while but i certainly could not live I there hate it but uh, it, it paints a very nice portrait and then we have spotlight yeah also uh wait not also has nothing in common with the movie we just talked about no not at all uh, spotlight's fantastic it's weird that I didn't see Big Short until just recently, but I'd seen Spotlight like seven times. I feel like this is a movie that's just kind of like came and went, though. I don't feel like people talk about this movie very often. Yeah. I think, well, and it's also not a fun subject, right? So it's not, um, hey, let's talk about that movie well, about yeah. where they found out all those priests, you it's know, a, abuse yeah. kids. Yeah. You could, yeah. I mean, I wonder, I wonder how many people have. <laughs> done this where they're like uh they have theme nights and they do like spotlight and sleepers and <laughs> oh, uh and mystic river and all that you know <laughs> oh, you know like uh you know who you know that that would be awful <laughs> it would be terrible have you seen sleepers like since it came out mm, i think it was on one day and i was like oh yeah i remember this and I didn't, I didn't know who did what in uh-huh. the movie and everything, so I just flipped over for a while. But that movie's super long. Yeah, yeah it is. and it's super dour. Like with Spotlight, the performances are so kinetic and like you know, and and you like the people, even though what they're doing is exposing awful shit. Like it's so much easier to watch 
or you, you want to watch it a lot more than you would something like Sleepers that's just like fucking yeah. getting in the mud. Oh, yeah. Uh, then we have around. Nightcrawler. Ooh, we just talked about this recently, but it's a good one. And I just saw it last night. I just, just saw a little night? bit of it. Yeah. So you found, you corrected, like we were a little hazy on the ending, but Riz Ahmed dies in the end, right? Correct. Yeah, that's too bad. Uh, he was he was a, 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 a hoe. <laughs> he Riz was, Ahmed? Yeah, I forgot that he was a prostitute. In the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but he like, He's not in the middle, is he? No, no, no. I mean, no. he becomes his his little bitch. I didn't. I don't. I don't think I. <laughs> I didn't remember that he was a hoe. Yeah. <laughs> for, for show. Use a hoe. <laughs> Use a hoe. Um. Uh, my favorite movie of 2016, and uh, I think maybe possibly now, if we did a retrospective. Uh, uh, 2016 would be jeremy's hell or high water indeed motherfuckers uh, we'll be in contention for this one indeed 2016 la la land uh yeah yes i believe so it was the same year because we voted la la land the best with dicer in studio and then yeah. later i saw hell or high water 2016 was that one as well and so you 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 like hell or high water more than la any la other land movie before. in 2016 yeah I because la la land is great yeah that has some good emotional beats, um, especially her last songalogue, monologue yeah. song, whatever. Songalogue. <laughs> songalogue. <laughs> um, but it doesn't have, like, the, it doesn't get you mm, mm-hmm. in the uh. Yeah. Like this one does. Mm-hmm. At that moment, man, of Jeff Bridges when he finally takes care of business and he has that little laugh that <sighs> makes the whole movie for me. Even though he immediately. Like, almost starts weeping yep. again. Like, oh, God. It's every character in that movie is given a chance to be human. Mm-hmm. Every single one. Even that fucking nasty old waitress. <laughs> I love it. Uh, the Avengers, of course, will be in consideration. Sean Connery's here. best. Yeah, absolutely. Uma Thurman's best. Yeah. We, that's what a lot of people forget. And we haven't even mentioned Ray Fiennes. I know, right? And um, uh, Do you remember that movie, by the way? Mm-mm. Not much. I saw it once. I remember the Sean Connery can control the weather thing, and there's this oddball scene with teddy bear people dressed up as teddy bears, and yeah. and there's a and a scene that made me actually laugh was because they're trying to avoid the teddy bears, and there's what teddy bear that's like on the outside of a window or something like that, and he's looking for I guess Uma Thurman and and uh, Ray Fiennes. And uh, and uh, he sees them from outside the window and points at them, but he's being taken down in an elevator or something <laughs> like that. So it just made me laugh. It just like I haven't seen that movie in forever, so I don't even know what the what's going on I, in that I scene. Completely, but forgot that scene about just it was it was hilarious to me back in the day. Uh, of course, we are talking about the Joss Whedon, the Avengers, the Marvel, the Avengers. Um. And uh, that will be in contention, obviously, uh, because movies that, yes, while some of the movies that make tons of money aren't exactly critical darlings, I think this has a little bit of both and everything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let me ask you a question, because this goes to weeding this down. I put the Avengers on here, but I did not put Infinity War. I did not put uh, Endgame. Certainly didn't put Age of Ultron. Uh, if it comes down to if we were to include an Avengers movie... Do you think this would go in over Infinity War? I think most people probably like this first one better. Yeah, I, I certainly do. I, I like Infinity War better, but yeah. I think most people like the first one better. Yeah, good. Okay. Right. Um, right. Deal. Uh, then we have Black Swan. 
Oh, uh, yeah. it's uh, one of the uh, early in the decade prequel to Black Panther. Uh, prequel to Black Panther. <laughs> um, Those two movies are nearly identical. They are really when it comes when you when you yeah if you were to split screen them. And everything. <laughs> um, but uh, Black Swan was 2010. Uh, Natalie Portman won the Oscar for it, and uh, Darren Aronofsky still still cranking them out and being good. I want to mm-hmm. fuck this movie. Mm. <laughs> I love this movie so much. It's so, it's so sexy. It's so mm. sexy. It's not really, but it is. Yeah, it's like dirty sexy. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. like, it's like <laughs> you know, that girl at the bar that you probably shouldn't take home. It's that kind of sexy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, Zero Dark Thirty. Ooh, yeah, yeah motherfuckers. 2012, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, this is. I, I'm trying to think if this was Jessica Chastain's like biggest uh, coming out movie because she had she had been in a few things before this, like The Help, I believe, had come out before mm. this. Uh, but uh, Zero Dark Thirty is is definitely one of my favorite movies of the decade mm-hmm. we're talking about good movies today man it mm-hmm. like fills my heart with with joy to, to talk mm-hmm. about all this stuff yeah like i want to watch all these movies well, that we've gonna, already well in the coming weeks we're gonna just tear them all apart too. it's gonna be awesome <laughs> yeah uh but uh love zero dark 30 and i and again i think like a lot of these real movies uh, movies about real things that come out there's always some politicization of it of some sort mm-hmm. and um and uh it it sort of drown it it sort of uh, loses some of its audience first man went through this i think richard jewel's going through this right now uh where you know people were like oh yeah oh, the uh, so they so they said torture was good in that movie huh and they don't really say that but mm-hmm. people got upset i tell you what man because they're so kind of generic looking white guys i got everybody confused like the the military guys jason clark joel edgerton chris pratt like i especially at the time we didn't know who those those actors were really uh and so i was like oh he's in that he's actually in that i mm-hmm. forgot that joel edgerton was in the prequels oh he plays owen lars you're right uncle owen you're right well there i was you watching go. those the other day and i was like it's fucking joel edgerton how did i not know that because i saw it before they were uh famous yeah interesting yeah uh one of my favorite theater experiences mad max fury road will oh, be on this list jesus uh, now that is a movie i want to fuck mm-hmm. what, i don't okay. care how much sand i get in my vagina that's right you were <laughs> <laughs> Yes. I've already gone too far. Yeah. You guys were in LA, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, baby. And you went to Grauman's Chinese Yeah, theater. whatever uh-huh. they're calling it nowadays. Oh, that's right. And mm-hmm. that's like in the middle of Hollywood, right? Mm-hmm. Like the yeah. Nikon Theater and all that shit is all over yeah, there. Yeah, it was all with our our buddy uh Kevin who's uh who works for us at our multi-channel network made in. Uh had a terrible meal afterwards. No, oh my god. That was that Seriously? was awful. Yeah, it was a bad steak. Yeah, we couldn't find any place to eat that was decent, but it's almost like a mall back up behind yeah. that theater. Uh and a lot of it's open air and we ended up at this place that was basically like a steakhouse, looked decent enough. Mm. God, it was some terrible food, but yeah. I didn't care cuz that movie was so rad. Yeah. It was there was something about it. I don't know, there was something about that showing in general, like the everything I, I I got asked the question about uh, what's the best uh, theater around here in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Belcourt always is my go-to because most chain theaters are awful. Mm-hmm. I and 
I was going back and forth with a guy who loves that Bellevue theater that you, mm. that you, that you frequent. And I frequent because mm. it's so many different times I've been out there, but, um, I don't really have a, a good chain theater experience out here in Nashville. Like most theaters have something like Hollywood 27 has up their game and mm-hmm. Opry Mills, I think is good. And Bellevue, I think has kind of up, up their game. Uh, because most of the time though, the first couple of times I went out there, I hated it. Yeah, I did too. And you know, I mean, for me, the, the, the experience that you guys had out there probably had a lot to do with the environment itself. But yeah, I was, this is what I was going to get to is that this theater, uh, had everything rocking. The sound was right. Mm-hmm. The image on the screen was right. The seats were perfect. Uh, then the movie itself was an experience. Yeah. Yeah. I love those. It's, I mean, when we went to see John Wick three, the three of us with uh, our friend Patrick, that was one of my favorite uh, theater experiences, not because the theater itself was, was right. really all that great. It was just fun as hell to like see everybody laughing and enjoying the movie at the same time. I'm telling and you. plus, that was the perfect movie to see with it's the four of us. One of the know? year's best comedies. Yeah. And yeah. I'm not joking. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll be seeing this guy appear on the, on the list a bunch. Alfonso Cuaron's Gravity yeah. is on here. Um, also inspired an excellent John Mayer song. Yes. Yes, it did. <laughs> gravity um what are you talking about you don't know that john mayer song gravity he was just singing it oh that's right i was thinking about your uh i was thinking about your song oh not no my knockoff gravity song <laughs> gravity. george clooney dies that is a fucking earworm by the way i'll tell you what uh gravity. i wish i wish i did more of that shit <laughs> i did i was doing that for a, like an hour <laughs> <laughs> i need to watch that again i watched it fairly recently man it's hilarious uh another movie from 2010 the social network baby this one could win it all it really could right i mean it's it's uh it's uh it's up there baby fincher uh sorkin uh eisenberg <laughs> the only the only issue with the movie that i could see being a problem down the line is that it it's going to end up feeling very dated uh in terms of the kind of computers and code and website that they're talking about the friendster references it already um, is it already is yeah, yeah. very and then that's why i think sorkin has even talked half jokingly about making a sequel there's been so much shit that's come out about zuckerberg and facebook yeah. since then uh, but when i watch it that's the only thing that ever comes to my mind is mm. is how old some of the pc talk is um but uh, it's so good. Mm-hmm. It's so good. With this Fincher can do, uh, and it's probably Sorkin as much as Fincher. Uh, every bit as good of uh, out of sequence shit as the Prestige and Nolan. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's so much of this movie unfolds in well, basically flashback. It's almost all flashbacks from the middle of depositions mm-hmm. various depositions um and uh it's riveting as hell it is and i mocked it ceaselessly when they <laughs> announced this movie uh fincher also did gone girl which is on this list uh, i don't get okay that so one. that's the one that i included it because it's on so many of these best of the decade list mm-hmm. now i know our buddy jonathan really really loves this one you like it right yeah i like it i I need to watch it again. There are parts of it that I love. I, I love the whole Mean Girl, or uh, what is it, the Good Girl Gone. It's it's her monologue, Rosamund Pike's. Yeah, the, the Cool Girl, Cool Girl, the one that she says when you when it's halfway through the movie and she you see her driving down the street, yeah, yeah driving yeah. down the road and everything. 
yeah, that cool girl uh, thing is awesome. So great. Uh, but yeah, it's good. I, I think it's good. It's just that there are th- several things about it that, that take it down. Uh, Ben Affleck, uh, yeah. takes it down. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris, unfortunately, takes it down. <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, he does. He does. You're right. Even if you replace Ben Affleck with a better actor, that character still brings it down. Because mm-hmm. when we send this movie, the one thing we kept pointing out was how fucking stupid he is. He's yeah. so dumb. Yeah. He's the dumbest. Um, but. Emily Rodzikowski was distracting. Yeah, yeah, just kind of just shows up and, you know, <laughs> yeah. makes out with Ben Affleck at, while his sister's down. Did uh, 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 introduce us to Carrie Coons, though. Yeah, she's a great character. And, That's her sister, and, right? Yeah, and so and she's been in a lot of stuff since this, uh, and she's great. I love Carrie Coons. Um, and uh, Kim Dickens is great in it. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that's true. Then uh, we have Get Out, another – this is going to be another big – that's a juggernaut. This was my favorite movie of 2017. Um, and, uh, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna, anything that it goes up against, I'm gonna have, you know, it's got that kind of, uh, possibility here. That's a movie that I don't see aging. You know what I mean? Like, like what you said with social network. Yeah. This is evergreen themes. Uh, it's, I mean, maybe the reference to Obama or something like that. But like, I, just the way that this is done is so, instantly classic mm. you know mm. Mm. um denny villeneuve will be on this list a bunch too blade runner 2049 is uh is a consideration on uh. this. um it's on a lot of lists uh and it is one of those movies i think like the original blade runner which is kind of coasting on its visuals mm-hmm. more than its substance but boy, those visuals are awesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I get so much out of this movie though. Uh, like what the 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 nature of existence? What has a soul? But what, isn't that what the first Blade Runner did? I think this does it better. I, I think it does it even more clearly. Look, when you're you, talking to somebody who likes this better than the original Blade Runner. I so th- I think we all do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I like Blade Runner the original. But like, what really gets me is the Anadarmos uh, character, mm-hmm. where like. She's literally a digital representation from a fucking pen. Mm-hmm. But by the end of it, you start to think that she is a living yeah. creature. She has emotions. She has importance. She has purpose. It, where do it you draw that line? Purpose you know? that divides us. So so that's why I, I really think that this one thematically hits me in the, the gonads a little more than the first one. Jared Leto. I would. Yeah, that's a problem. He, I, I think he's playing the exact character that they wanted him to play. Though. Yeah, I, I, I don't mean to impugn his performance. I'm impugning that character. I'll impugn the performance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're, you're right. You're right. That- here's, here's what I'm thinking. Like, because I think Arrival is in the consideration list, mm. but I would consider Prisoners before I would consider Blade Runner 2049. Oh yeah. Because I think Prisoners is a better movie. Okay. Front to back. I don't even know if you've seen that. One. I haven't seen it. It's not yeah, Prisoners is good. Uh, it is not on our current list, but it could be. And it is not fun to watch. Um, uh, Christopher Nolan will also be on this list a bunch. Inception, uh, also 2010. Mm. Uh, this is another great one, and I've seen this one a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. The only thing I hate about this movie is uh, her fucking character's name, Ariadne. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, you, you like the character, you just don't like the name. <laughs> I, I mean, the character's okay. It's not my favorite thing about the movie, but that name is so stupid. 
made up and hard to pronounce, and I don't think it's a real name. And I think somebody said, "What if somebody was called Ariadne?" Oh, didn't I? Actually, I don't. I'm actually. I'm not shitting on what you just said, but. <laughs> <laughs> but i'm about to shit on what you just said do you think that's a real name i i think it's a name from like uh greek or roman uh some sort of story all right well it sounds funny whenever leo says it like leo doesn't think it's a real name <laughs> leo may not think it's a real name right. yeah that all guy right. was part of the pussy posse he didn't he, didn't, he, ain't, he ain't fuck no girl named ariadne yeah and then you know i we give so much <laughs> i give so much praise to nolan for how well he crafts everything that it it really does buck me every time I watch this movie that he gets away because the hallway got really skinny, like the all the aisle, alley got really skinny, and he could squeeze through. Oh, well, yeah. and bad that's guys with guns. been discussed as possibly part, part of, of the dream, dream because I know. I know, and they do the whole maze thing with them. Because one of the things, uh, one of the, and you know, if we did this sins video today, it would be so much different. But, um, but back then, uh, when we did this, I was like, it was stri- very hard under what our rules were back yeah. then to come up with anything but one of the things that i saw out of that was that dude who had and i don't remember the name don't can't recall it off the top of my head but there's that guy who's in a classroom talking about the movie and one of the things that's pitched is that whole tom hardy scene is uh part of uh Cobb's dream because uh because he does something weird with the gambling the, the the chips that he has like he turns like a small amount of chips into like this gigantic pile of chips you're talking about in morocco yes or, or yeah i think that's morocco whatever right? it is yeah, yeah yeah uh but uh right after that that's where he's getting chased and he has to go down that long yeah alleyway that that suddenly he has to squeeze through that thing it's one of the many things that people point to that say is that says Cobb has also been a part of this whole he they they've been trying to get him back to reality this whole time interesting and uh that's one of the scenes they point to because tom hardy's character like i said he's got a small amount of chips and then basically doing nothing has a giant amount of chips oh, and wow. uh and when he's going to cash well, out well and right after he goes through the skinny alleyway is when watanabe shows up and picks him up in a car right yeah yeah that's pretty fucking convenient yeah too. it is and i'm pretty sure we pointed that out <laughs> but like if you're if you're going by you know it's 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 hard to talk about a sins video from 2013 <laughs> because we had so many different rules and criteria and everything it was so hard to actually come up with yeah. things I, I it's like i said we if we did it today it would be completely different but what were some of the rules and criteria that, that oh just to... well that movie in particular because there's so many ways to interpret it we twisted our, we both twisted ourselves into pretzels making sure there wasn't a rebuttal for what we would say but unfortunately didn't matter there are there are are tons of rebuttals for what we said like even the scene that i loved pointing out was where he's talking about mal and how mal throws herself out of the window and everything and i was like i was like uh, he's over on why is he on the other side of the other building uh pleading with her not to jump out why is he in a completely different hotel room well it could be because he's he first off he's an unreliable narrator which is a really hard thing to send because then everything that they say that's contradictory you can just point to that mm-hmm. and then they're also in the dream world which means he could be remembering a dream yeah and all that type of stuff but inception uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> right when you go inception ah uh, i was like we've been talking about this movie for 15 minutes <laughs> we have <laughs>
Uh, part of the part of this was to try to not talk about talk, yeah. talk about talk deeply into these movies. I don't think we'll be talking about the same things over and over again no. once they get in the brackets. But I just wanted to. It's something that we haven't talked about Inception in a long time. Mm-hmm. So I uh, wanted to bring that up. Um, then we have The Revenant. Alejandro Gonzalez Inaritu's uh, The Revenant. Mm. Also Leo in this I was going to say, inadvertent Leo to Leo back to back there. Yeah. Is this a movie? And Tom Hardy. Yeah, no yeah. kidding. This is, we may have talked about this before. This is a movie that kind of came and went too, right? People just forgot about it. I think it, I think. People labeled it the Leo Oscar movie before it ever came out. It came. It was riveting. It did its job. He won his Oscar. Let's move on, which is sad because there are, I think the movie is not perfect. There are stretches of it that I would change, but like that opening fucking 360 action sequence. No kidding. And the sequence when Leo rides the horse and jumps off the cliff into the trees. It's it's unreal. Yeah. Now, I'm not sure. It was worth pissing everybody off to make sure that he shot in natural light on real snow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's reportedly why Tom Hardy, like, punched the dude or whatever, or almost did. Um, but it's fucking riveting. And then they walk through the snow for a half an hour with weird accents. And then there's a little bit more riveting. And then he meets, like, a Native American spirit guy. Oh, where he eats gets, the liver? Yeah, the movie gets a little weird there for a while. I see what you mean. I mean, I think it's grounded by uh, Tom Hardy. Though. Tom Hardy's so fucking good in this. Yeah. He's got that voice. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you do that voice, but he he does it, and yeah. it's fucking great. Yeah. That's um, a movie that needs to be seen in a theater. On to Under the Skin. Uh, mm. Have you seen Under the Skin? No. Um, well, I've I, seen scenes. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, yes. Um, I've seen the movie and I've seen scenes. <laughs> um, the, uh, this movie though, uh, it, is this controversial as far as its inclusion into something like a great list or is it on a lot of, uh, uh top lists? Yeah. Okay. So that I had the same question, but when I started doing this, I was looking at all those lists and the answer is yes. Mm-hmm. It was on, almost all of these lists somewhere some of them really really highly all i knew about this movie is the scarlett johansson gets naked yeah uh, well what they uh (laughs) i i must have not seen the same movie you did um uh, no um the uh this uh, this movie it's got a 6.3 on the imdb it's confounding uh to a lot of people yes it is and i've only seen it the one time and i can't tell you everything that's going on in this either uh i think i had a grasp on it at one time but then like as time has gone by if you ask me what this movie's about i wouldn't be able to tell you oh that's interesting well because of that because of the inclusion on it and because it was readily available to me i watched it Mm -hmm. uh and i was absolutely mesmerized and i think it personally uh i think it deserves inclusion in this discussion no i think so too um it's a movie that i'm gonna have to watch again because it does have a lot of like interesting aspects to it um especially the scarlett johansson character she is going through some exist existential crisis yeah uh herself and uh and uh it's one of those where but it's got a lot of like stuff at the end where like i remember just going what what the fuck is going on no there's a character in there that is very 
mysterious. Like I was, I was going along with all the other stuff where she's seducing all these dudes mm-hmm. and taking them to the black room and and all that. I was like, okay, I kind of get this, but like <laughs> everything else around it. No, yeah, no, I, was, I, I totally, yeah, yeah. I, I I get where you're going with that. Uh, it it was very surprising to me because again, all I knew was that she gets naked in this movie. But it's so much deeper than that. Like you yeah. said, man, there's a lot to unpack here. Yeah. I got nothing. Um, you should watch it. I think you I, I think, think you would I, enjoy it. I'll, I'll watch it. Um, <laughs> Alexander Payne's The Descendants is on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a great one. Yeah. This is maybe his best of the decade, right? Do you think the pitch for Probably. this movie was, what would it be like? If after your wife went into a coma, she's going to die from you, find out she's fucking some other guy behind your back. Is that the pitch of this movie? Yeah, I think so. God, what a specific heartbreak. Yeah, and that's how Clooney plays it perfectly at he the does. end. He really does. Uh, Even I, his kids. Um, free spirit Shailene girl. Shailene Woodley. Shailene Woodley. I called her free spirit girl. Yeah. He, uh, besides maybe Michael Clayton, I don't think I've ever seen him in a better performance, George Clooney. It's up in the air, Michael Clayton and this one are always the ones that I point to when people want to try and tell me Clooney's not a good actor. Yeah. He, he is, would you say he's an excellent actor or would you say he's a good actor? I would go in between. Great. I don't know if he has, I don't know if he has the range of somebody like, Daniel Gary Oldman. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, who is a chameleon and can play all kinds of different things. But when he finds the right niche, he's more in the beginning, the first half of Clooney's career, he was just the he was just Joe Cool. He was mm-hmm. the cool guy. Uh he was the guy with the zippo lighter, and he was gonna be cool. He made three oceans movies and out of sight and a bunch of shit on the back of that cool persona. But mm-hmm. then he started to break it down uh in up in the air, and then especially with Michael Clayton. And then this one, yeah, he may be the most broken of any of his performances mm-hmm. here. And you feel it. It feels real. It feels, you feel bad for him. No, I agree. For sure. It's hard to feel bad for George Clooney, but yeah. it makes it work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Paul Thomas Anderson's The Master. Mm. Uh, I, this was a movie I took a, I don't, I took a special trip to New York to watch. Um, to the city? Yeah. Uh, like you were already. No, you I went. Was here. You were already back. Yeah. I was here, um, and I mean, I did other things while I was out there, but it, I made an excuse to go out there to watch the seventy millimeter. Oh, Ooh. nice! And it was weird to me. I'm as someone who never ran any seventy millimeter in his life, I couldn't tell a difference. Mm. So it was like I don't get it. I didn't understand what the difference was here. Uh, but, uh, the master is one of those movies. That's another one that's confounding to a lot of people. Mm. Um, and I've only seen it the one time. So you, you love the master. It's my favorite Paul Thomas Anderson movie. It's my favorite golf tournament. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's, it's genius performance wise, storytelling wise. Talk about a movie that'll make you think, uh, it, it has, it ticks all those boxes. I love boogie nights, but it's not. A movie that makes you think. Well, yeah. Uh, it makes you think about safe sex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah. You want my vagina clean, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm cleaning my vagina. You want it clean, don't you? Um, the But, yeah, I need to watch this again. Uh, the All the uh, main performers in it are amazing in it. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, of course. Mm-hmm. Joaquin Phoenix, of course. Amy Adams, of course. Amy Adams is sneaky 
brilliant in this movie mm-hmm. as is uh laura dern uh yeah, yeah. laura dern, laura dern the, is the skeptic yeah no 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 she's the enabler she turns skeptical at the very very end but she's the big supporter but she's the one that brings up the fact that his stuff is not doesn't make sense right yeah right at the very uh, towards the very end okay guess, yeah uh I was surprised to see the Florida project in this list. Uh, mm-hmm. Not because it's not good because I love the Florida project, mm-hmm. uh, but I was surprised to see that it had hit so many people to the point that it got on a lot of lists. It did. And I, I full disclosure, I have not seen it, but because of your love and effusive praise of it and other people's um, and then seeing it on all those lists, I figured it's probably worthy of con- uh, inclusion. Yeah, I, would, I mean, I haven't I haven't seen it yet either. But I tweeted out last night, um, advance of this recording, you know, what movies do you think we'll we'll forget or overlook for mm-hmm. our best of the decade? And I got a few say the Florida Project. Mm-hmm. So the uh, yeah, I I haven't seen uh, this uh, this Venite or whatever who's who plays uh, Brooklyn Brooklyn Prince's mom in this since this movie but she had gotten a lot of attention because she was an instagram person of some sort and she got hired based on that and she's very real in this just hmm. a completely real actor and of course willem dafoe is great in this movie mm-hmm. uh it's it there's not terribly much going on in this movie it's very episodic mm. Uh, but uh i really enjoyed it I'm, i was kind of surprised though to see it on so many um uh, decade list. no kidding yeah because like the way you've described it it's very you know kind of like singular it's very it's very insular i guess i should say mm-hmm. uh but uh yeah I, i'm definitely gonna check it out uh alfonso coron's roma which i know jeremy has roma. seen what 14 roma. times now yeah i've seen it a bunch this movie is my sexual spirit animal you've watched it several times i've seen it probably five times six times i watched it again just because of you and you didn't like it anymore i liked it a lot more oh, okay. i don't think i'm nearly up to your level of love for it but keeping in mind the stuff that you you said hit you on an emotional level yeah like i think that inspired me to look a little bit closer to it yeah and, and connect to it and i still got taken out of the whole thing by the flapping penis well the flapping <laughs> penis is there for a reason it's to disarm and charm you <laughs> and, uh, and uh if you play a staring contest with the flapping penis there is a little reward at the end you know how much i love dick in my content i know you do you're a dick lover i'm a um, dick lover listen but that's a distracting dick <laughs> we will i will hopefully be making my picks in this bracket on more than just one criteria but if i were to pick emotionally Rome is the best movie of the decade for me, hands down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so movie that came out this year, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, it, it is interesting, movies that have come out in the last two years, how do they stack up, essentially, to movies we have eight or nine years worth of uh, uh, experience with? Yeah. Um, because, it, like, when I see stuff from 2019, I'm like, huh? That movie's good. Does it stack up in the decade? I'm not sure yet, but uh, this does have a an outside chance, I would say. Have you seen it uh, the second time since you got it on Blu-ray? Uh, or you got it on 4K, I, right? Yeah, I haven't seen it a second time yet. I'm really looking forward to watching this movie. Didn't again. it only just come out on Blu-ray? Yeah, yeah. Like last week, I guess. Yeah, it was last week. Then we have uh, uh, Whiplash. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, you know, that's another one that's got to, it's going to, I mean, some movies here, once they start running up against each other, it's going to be hard. Very, very hard. Do I like, like this movie a lot more than you guys do? I don't think so. I don't think, you like it more than any of us, but yeah. I don't think it's that much more. You do like it. I really like it. Okay. I just, I find it, uh, my, uh, I find it more difficult to rewatch because it makes me anxious. I understand. And uh, I think Jonathan has said the exact same thing. Yeah. And it, it should be for me, too. Uh, but I just I cannot get enough of it. That's another thing that rewards repeat viewing, mm -hmm. you know, because the performances are so electric mm. and it's filmed so kinetically yep. that it's just it, it, it's just a big old orgasm for my eyes. <laughs> my mm -hmm. eyes are ejaculating my when eyes. I see it. Yeah. An orgasm. Uh, but yeah, um, I, I've seen it twice, I think. Uh, but, uh, I've enjoyed it, uh, very much. I don't think I've seen it as much as you have. Gotcha. It's not as good as the, the one, the first one, Kushlash. Oh yeah. That's Remember true. Jerry Maguire, when he goes to visit, uh, Jerry O'Connell and <laughs> his little brother, his player's name is Kush. Yeah. yeah Cushman yeah. or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's like, Hey, it's Kush on the big TV in Times Square again. And he goes, Oh, I'm sick of me. I got Kushlash. Yeah. And then he plays on his guitar. Kushlash, 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 Kushlash. <laughs> this scene from Jerry Maguire brought to you by Jeremy. Indeed. Uh, another one. Uh, now was this on a bunch of lists? It chapter one. Uh, it was on several. It wasn't on all of them. Mm hmm. I, this is my favorite horror movie of the decade, mm. I think. And I think if you asked a lot of people, I think they would, they would say that. I think this is going to have the staying power. It's, it's a little besmirched by the, the second chapter that came after mm -hmm. it. But I think this is on the same level as like a, an alien or a shining or something like that. Mm. That's going to be considered a horror classic. I think if they, I wish I, I, I wish they hadn't titled it chapter one. I know. I wish they had just called it it. Well, but by telegraphing, there's another chapter coming. You were, like you said, you besmirch this yeah. one by coupling it to the next one. Uh, I don't know that it's going to be quite that high, but I do fucking love it. Mm -hmm. And it does a lot of things right. It does. Like a lot right. It uh, does. I just don't think I need the adult's version of this story. I know. It, it, it's weird. There's no way that you can't do that. If you think Stephen King was pissed off about The Shining, <laughs> like if you well, lop yeah. off half of his, yeah. his book. But still, that's where it loses, I think, it the lusters. When, yeah, anyway. This might be the only Martin Scorsese on here, The Wolf of Wall Street. Yep. Mm, well, there's only like two or three other movies this he, decade. Yeah, he hasn't done many. The uh, The other ones are stuff like, uh, what was that one that came out? Silence is Silence one. is yeah. one that I haven't seen. I haven't either. Um, it's uh, it's really riveting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you watch it actually? Yeah, I watched three, four. And of course, it. he also did The Irishman, which is uh, is sort of in that weird zone of people who I don't know how many people absolutely just love it. Yes. Yeah. It, it like I, I'd say a lot of people might say, ah, eh, they love it, but not like love it. Yeah. Like this is my movie I'm going to watch for the rest of my life type of love it. God. Yeah, it'd be a short life. Like you'll get twelve viewings in before you die. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. There are parts of that movie that I absolutely love. But uh, the Wolf of Wall Street is this? Could you could you could consider this just a comedy? Oh, it's manic. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. There's, I mean, there's some drama in it, obviously, but uh, there's not a whole lot. But though. it's it's so zany and everything. Of course, you could have a discussion as to whether we should be 
making light of Jordan Belfort's uh, stuff that he did, but it's really funny. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. This is just iconic. This is a movie that's like three hours long. Yeah. It does not feel like that. It really doesn't. Yeah. And, and, uh, and Margot Robbie, uh, I, it's, it's, it's easy for, this is how to, I mean, I feel like it, her role is so tough because she is the eye candy that's going to get a lot of people to come in to watch this movie. Look at how sexy she is, blah, blah, blah. And then you forget a lot of times how good she is in this movie. Yeah, she is. And she has flipped this into a career that's turning into something like special yeah. now. Yeah um and uh so it's easy because we didn't know who margot robbie was back then Mm-mm. she seemed like just another like oh she's a girl eager to please she's gonna be naked in the movie and mm. all that and but her role in the movie is way more than that it's you know it's her nudity is just one of the many crazy things that happen well sure I, this, this is she uses it in character at least twice mm-hmm. but she uses it to, to get him in the first place then she uses that whole daddy speech yeah, and yeah. mommy's being real bad and then she uses it to end their relationship essentially yeah so it's it's nice how she takes that as a character trait instead of that is the character you right know what i mean right you're, you're absolutely right she's great in that yeah uh then we have parasite came out this year Don't. i think uh, I think this is one of those rare movies from this past year, and there could be many that end up being a best of the decade discussion and everything. But this one, what seemed pretty easily in the uh, discussion after yeah. I saw it. Yeah. Oh my God. There's still there's still so many levels to this movie that I'm still unpacking, like mm-hmm. four weeks later or something like that. Yeah. Uh, I really, really want to see this one again for sure. Yeah. For yeah, when when this hits Blu-ray, I'm definitely getting it, mm. and it's uh going to be uh, a good part of the collection. Uh, Parasite's great. Uh, definitely, you need to go see it. Don't. Um. Yes, I want to see it very badly. Uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. You know. I'm going to have a Beatles opinion about this movie. (laughs) (laughs) This movie is an A+. It's great. We're still giving it too much praise. I agree. Within three months, people were calling it the best superhero movie ever made. It gets pretty goofy for about 15 minutes towards the end. It's just, uh, it's great. It's awesome. I am not saying anything bad about it, but it is not Jesus Spooge. It is not... (laughs) Man, I think this episode is filled with nudity and spooge and <laughs> vaginas. Vaginas. I may or may not have wrote a joke recently about. Did it get cut? About the <laughs> to use the they rhyme Scrooge. Yeah, it, it's with in something there. It's in there because it's hard to rhyme with Scrooge, oh, and this is for kids, so you defi- can't say Spooge. It's definitely in there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, but I still think we're praising it a little too much. I still think we're it's it's the bee's knees because there hasn't been anything to come along to be the bee's knees since. But the same way, very similar to the Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Dark Knight came out and for a solid year, two years, everybody was like best comic book movie ever, hands down. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of got trendy to go. Oh, there's some iffy spots with the action, and the Dark Knight isn't exactly perfect. And here's some cracks showing. But it's still great. Mm-hmm. Still in the conversation. That's all I'm saying. That's all I I'm saying. You. That's my you. Beatles opinion about Into the Spider-Verse. It's awesome. <laughs> Richard Linklater's Boyhood 
is on this as well. Uh, I feel like this is a little divisive too. Uh, mm-hmm. even though oh, I really? think most people love it, uh, a lot of people, uh, I guess sort of point out that it's, you know, there's not much going on here or whatever or something. They don't like it as much as it's three hours long. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I, I think, I, I love this movie and I love the whole story behind making this movie mm-hmm. too. Um, but I haven't seen it since it came out. Oh, really? Yeah. It's amazing to me how beautiful even the early footage looks. Mm-hmm. Like he got it up to whatever transfer standard 12 years later, he got that 12 year old footage up to that same thing. The, 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 the slow pan from the kid's skin, which is perfect. It's a it, it's perfect skin. It's like baby skin, right? And it it it's so close up to it that you can see like how perfect it is, and then it starts to come out. This movie's fucking amazing. Yeah, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. probably Pixar's best output of the decade was Inside Out. I would agree with that statement. I think by far, honestly. Uh, yeah. you have Toy Story three is in that conversation with some people, yeah. and then maybe even Toy Story four, which is uh, takes their animation to new levels. Mm-hmm. Uh, then in between you have stuff like Good Dinosaur and <laughs> Zootopia. Uh, no, they, they didn't do that, that one. Disney. Incredibles two no, would be right. maybe Incredibles two would be in that uh, in that conversation. Coco, Coco. Oh yeah. Um, I still though, I mean, this the, the the themes that they play on and the way that they represent it in inside out i don't think i've ever seen uh done especially in this sort of context like to this level and also with the humor it's really fucking funny even yeah. though it's talking about like some really deep shit yeah mm-hmm. yeah i agree uh try not crying during manchester by the sea is also on this list that's a long title <sighs> <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> i'm trying to think at, at what point because I think I did tear up at some point, and I'm just wondering what part it was. Because uh, I don't think it was at the obvious points. Uh, it was the scene with the peach. Yeah, it was the peach scene, right? Um, <laughs> did you? I don't. I don't know if you're like. I don't think you're easy to get weepy or, or no, teary eyed. I, mean, I, I got teary eyed during that one obvious part. Yeah. Um. But oh, uh, at the refrigerator. No, the um when they when Casey Affleck and Michelle Williams oh, okay. run yeah, into yeah. each other. Yeah, yeah. Um uh but Manchester by the Sea is uh is one of those movies that's it's hard to watch multiple times, right? It's so good though. It is so good. Um I mean I think it's and I've seen it on a bunch of these lists and everything. And you're right, it's not something you throw in. It's like sleepers, right? You don't mm-hmm. throw it yeah. in like, hey, I'm just gonna hang out with a Yeah. Some is Man- Manchester by the Sea is one of those life sucks then you die movies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's because uh, uh, it's uh, yeah. We'll get into it in the the brackets. This is one I really think there there is a tragedy in here, but I think Jeremy, you would like it. Do you think uh, this is one of my? Uh, I think he, I think he would like. This. I think I would like it. Yes, yeah. I just did. <sighs> I have yet to find myself in a place to watch it, sure. and it, now it's gotten overdue. All right. Uh, Christopher Nolan, once again, with Interstellar, which is a movie that just seems to get better and better every time I watch it. Yeah, what was your opinion right after you saw it the first time? thought it was all right. My opinion after the first time was, love? Okay, yeah. who's been messing with this thing? Exactly, mine too. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, But yeah, when I first watched it, 
I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I mean, eh, some parts of it are good, and it's mostly it's a mostly good movie. Now I love it. Yeah, yeah. I think I've 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 seen that love grow with you guys um because it, it seemed like you were a little meh on it uh when we first started talking about it i wouldn't say meh but the love stuff the hokey stuff the stuff i thought was hokey um uh, stuck out and bothered me more than it does today i've probably seen it two or three times since it came out mm. um and it resonates more with me and the hokiness it ain't no hokey no mo falls away i even even when it came out and that matthew mcconaughey crying thing got memed to death I, the first time I saw the movie, that was one of the most emotional punches of the sure, entire yeah, film. Yeah. Was trying to put your head around what that guy must be feeling. God, it's it's powerful. Yeah. If I not to get it too deep, but like if I remember, there's no real build up to him getting to that place, right? Doesn't it just kind of like cut from the footage to him in full on weep fest? Well, it cuts to him several times, uh, and I don't think he's full on weeping immediately, but. Oh, sorry. No, I, I I didn't mean to interrupt. I I felt like I was interrupting there, but it it was it was all the Casey Affleck character all the way through. Never once did he see his daughter, and then finally, when he does see his daughter, she's completely grown up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And 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 once and 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 she's not only grown up but mad at him. Right. And uh, and so um, when she's doing her talk and everything, I think it sort of shocks him at first. And then when when she says what she has to say and everything, that breaks him and everything. Yeah. I don't think it's as instant as it seems. Yeah, no, I'm just thinking about like how it because it seemed shocking to me when I saw it. Maybe I was you know looked away or something like that. But it seemed like you know he's getting emotional, and then they cut away, and then back to him, and he's. F- that, I that think there thing. is a moment where it cuts away and then back, and he's crying a lot more. I don't think that, you're wrong I think, about I that. I think that that affects me emotionally even more than if he built himself up over time and stuff like yeah. that. It's the same thing as the uh, "It's Not Your Fault" thing in Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, where yeah. like he goes from zero to sixty. Yeah, and that just hits you in the gut. Yep. I am. I am glad. Uh, after, uh, somebody sent me a uh, a, a thing where. Uh, the scientist of some sort watched uh, Interstellar, and they brought up something that we brought up in the Sins video oh, awesome. and everything. Really, uh, one of the main things that bothers me about Interstellar is that this advanced alien race makes them go through all sorts of fucking shit to go into a tesseract yep. that's hard to fucking work. <laughs> like, of all the things that they could do to communicate, they yeah. invent this. <laughs> um, then we have uh, Best Picture of 2012. 12 Years a Slave. Yeah. Steve McQueen, who had earlier directed a movie called Shame, mm-hmm. and then uh, uh, did this. And this is really good, but it's also another one that's hard to watch yep. multiple times. I saw it one time. I may never watch it again, but I thought it was great. Yeah. This is one I have not seen. I need to I need to do that. We'll sit down in side-by-side rooms, and I'll watch Manchester by the Sea, and you watch 12 Years a Slave, and we'll come out and hug each other. Yes, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. Um. Then we have Ex Machina. Yeah. Oh, baby. Yeah, this is so good. This is what it's rare that I walk out of a movie and the biggest thing I'm grinning about is how fucking smart that movie was. Mm-hmm. That movie's smart as shit. That movie, I've seen it four times and I still think it's smarter than me. Um, Like, it playing me like a fiddle. It's weird. I typically forget that the twist is coming at the end. Yeah. Like, it, I've just seen it at intervals to where, like, I forgot how it gets resolved at the end 
And I'm like, oh, he's got him. He's got him. There's no way out here. And I'm like, oh, that's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because it's so smart. It's definitely smarter than me. Yeah. That's <laughs> a smart-ass movie, man. Um, no one again. Dunkirk. Mm. Yeah. I, I, what, what do you guys think? Do you think this deserves to be in the discussion? Yes. Yeah. Yes, but it would be under the other two Nolan films for me. It would be under Interstellar and Inception for yeah. me. Like... But I, I think it deserves to be considered. It is great. It's objectively great. Right? I think so, yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's stuck with me nearly as much as, like you said, the Inception or Interstellar. No, I think what, what I think a lot of people were turned off by the, the, the time structure mm -hmm. in that what we're seeing as cutaways the whole movie is not all lasting the same amount of time. I think some people were thrown off by that. I was more intrigued and semi-riveted by oh, it. Oh, totally. Me too. Um, but I did read some disappointment with that. Like, why did he have to do all that? What well, That was unnecessary. Just tell the story. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. Mm -hmm. well, we'll see. I, yeah. I, I watched kinda, it twice. I kind of liked, liked that new structure because mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's good to do little different things with your movies, especially war movies where we've seen that same kind of like thing over and over and over again. It's good to do something kind of different with it mm -hmm. and everything. I just wish I knew what a mall was when I watched <laughs> the movie. <laughs> All right, everybody. It's time to talk about movie. Woohoo! Movie. Yeah, baby. Um, what have you seen lately? You know, this? you know what I saw? I've, I've, I watched this movie a long time ago and I loved it. Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's a movie that people don't talk about a whole lot these days from Francis Ford Coppola. The Cotton Club. Okay. And this version is the Cotton Club Encore, which I guess is a special edition or new edition that mm. they released. Uh, and so I watched it again on Mubi. First of all, whatever they did to it, it looks beautiful. Mm -hmm. This is about like the golden age of jazz in Harlem at this, uh, this place called the Cotton Club. And it's got Richard Gere in it. It's got Gregory Hines. You remember that guy, Gregory Hines? I do Hines? remember Gregory Hines. Uh, it's got Diane Lane in it. Like it's got just a terrific cast and it looks beautiful and yeah people when even when people talk about coppola stuff they don't talk about the cotton club mm -hmm. and so i went back and, and revisited it it is absolutely glorious it is uh too much fun it's about you know the the ins and outs of this club the the performers are almost all african-american except for richard gear who's a trumpeter and he's fantastic in this he falls in love with the girlfriend of a mob boss Plays by Dr James Remar, yeah, who is menacing as fuck in this movie. He always has been. He always he has is, been. Uh, he's and he's not really like straight off of the Warriors here, but right, right, uh, yeah. But, no. but he's 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 had a good career even up until this point. Yeah, man, this has got. <laughs> I'm gonna do a Stefan thing, but this does have everybody. It's got uh, Lawrence Fishburne playing Bumpy uh, Bumpy Rhodes. Uh, it's got Jennifer Grey as one of the girlfriends. Uh, it's got Fred Gwynn. Love Fred Gwynn. Mm -hmm. um, Bob Hoskins playing a great uh, character. And then Sudden Nicolas Cage is playing Richard Gere's brother who rises up who into is, the ranks of the mob. Uh, uh, what? Uh, he's a nephew or cousin of Francis Ford Coppola? Mm -hmm. Something like that. I can't remember what it was. Well, yeah. His his actual name is Nicholas Coppola. Yeah, I yeah. Think. yeah uh, the only time he's ever credited that way is in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Oh, that's right. That's right. And then he became Nicholas Cage. Well, this is a movie, this is a high, high, high recommend. Uh, and again, something that, you know, people don't really focus on even when they're talking about classic movies. Uh, it's available on movie and you can see it in all of its splendiferous glory. It looks so freaking what, awesome. What can you tell us about this movie 
What is it? Is it a service for watching films? It's a curated streaming service. You know how you, you go to the other streaming services, right? Mm-hmm. And there's just a ton. There's mm-hmm. just a ton of stuff. Mm-hmm. There's, there's stuff to pick from, and you don't know if you're going to miss out on something because you spend your time doing this. With Mubi, it's selected, it's curated by people who know movies, and you can like it or you can not like it, but you're going to have a variety of options to choose from, and I guarantee that you will like, if not love, at least one. It'll be yeah. films that you probably haven't seen, a lot of foreign films, yeah. a lot of early work from directors you may be familiar with, mm-hmm. um, and there's always 30 films on the service, and every day a new one comes on and a new one leaves, so if you... Go to this link, which is movie.com slash cinemasins. Mm-hmm. You get your first month free. That's right. That's uh, potentially 60 films you could see for free. Yeah. How many movies have you watched on movie at this uh, point? Because <laughs> uh, they, they give you a count, There's right? a history thing on here. Um, 87. <laughs> 87. Jesus Christ. Um, uh, the last one I saw was Infinite Football, which came out today. Uh-huh. Um, and it's about a guy who has an idea for the rules of soccer, which is, you know, it's football there. Uh-huh. Football everywhere else. Uh, but, uh, he's got a, he's got a different, uh, idea for the rules of soccer. Now, I, I thought this movie was going to be all about that, but really it's mainly about this guy's life and everything. Uh, but he had an idea to, to relegate, uh, the halves of the of the uh, pitch to have only five people per side allowed to be in those zones hmm. and the the reason why he did that was because when he played soccer early in his uh like when he was a high schooler or whatever he got into a situation where he was uh, uh dribbling a soccer ball and trying to get it out of a certain place and like 10 guys were all trying to kick the ball hmm. and ended up uh breaking his leg hmm. over it and uh and he had a lot of problems with his leg afterwards so he came up with this idea why don't we do it where there's not so many there's not up to potentially 20 people all in one area why don't we make it where only 10 people can be in that area and everything and he's trying to pitch it to various people and a lot of people are like fifa's not going to go along with this (laughs) uh this this won't work because blah 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 but but it's really not really about that it's more about his life essentially and everything so it was really interesting and there's a really good uh moment at the end too where he's talking about the bible and the meaning of words and stuff like that interesting um recent movie 2018 uh yeah it's uh, from romania uh Hmm. 2018 I will not attempt to uh, pronounce that guy's name, uh, the director, uh, but I would imagine it's something like Cornelio Porumbau or something like There's that. There's a lot of vowels in that There name. is. Uh, or Porumbu, something like that. I think Nikolai Ceausescu is easier to pronounce than this guy's name. Uh, but, uh, but, you know, it's mainly about him, but he's got this idea. I'm going to change, I'm going to change the, the game of football forever. And, uh, and oh yeah and the other thing is to 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 remove the corners of the pitch too mm. so that it's like more of a an arena style kind of thing and everything so it's interesting yeah you know, I, I think most people probably are gonna be like ah eh, the ravings of a madman but some people might be out there going oh it's got some good ideas there. sure sure and you would not have found this movie anywhere you are correct <laughs> if you weren't signed up for movies so trust us people i know you've heard us talk about it before but this is something that we really, really dig. We use ourselves. Go to Mubi.com slash CinemaSins, M-U-B-I.com slash CinemaSins. 30 days free. You can't beat it. Do it now. Do it. Stop. Stop now. Just do it. Yeah. Stop now. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, Black Panther. Um, so it, this is in the discussion with some people as overrated, one of the most overrated movies. Yep. Uh, not for me, but yep. uh, it does seem to get that kind of thing where I think some people think that just because it has a, a big black cast in it, that people are giving it more praise than it should deserve and everything. Mm. And I think because of that, it should be getting a lot Absolutely. of praise. And, and that's not coming from this like super liberal place or anything. I think like it's something where that's overlooked as a something that should be praised yeah. and everything. That movie wise, yes, there are some things about Black Panther that are not very good here and there. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, this is enjoyable and great. You know, I mean, to sum up exactly what you were saying in in the performance itself, you have the the end of the movie, same on same. It's Killmonger and Black mm -hmm. Panther. But then, and so at that moment, I was like, okay, well, we've kind of devolved into typical Marvel, whatever. But then when he's got that final line mm -hmm. of bury me at sea, I'm like, God damn. Yeah. This takes it up to a whole different level. And it apparently does. that line was in the script early on and they vowed not to cut it. Like it was important to not take the edge off that. I mean, um, you don't see that in any other, certainly any MCU movies no, or anything like no, that. No, I can't tell you if it was Cooler who pushed for it or Michael B. Jordan or Kevin Feige or who it was that insisted. But it was always in the script to, yeah. to be that, well, basically breaking it breaks yeah. you yeah yeah i love it i think that i think there are a lot of movies with a lot of black casts that don't make 900 million dollars worldwide <laughs> and so i think it's too dismissive to say the praise it got and the money it made was in any way just about the cast being largely black right um i think it made the money it made because it was uh it was good and people loved it and went back over and over and um you know the tyler perry movies don't make 900 million dollars right and you can't and you can't take <laughs> i'm sorry is that racist i'm not trying to i'm not no, no. i'm just saying to, i have seen plenty of criticism of black panther about race yeah, yeah, yeah. and it seems to come largely from white people who wouldn't even understand that experience if they wanted to you're right it's dismissive it's dismissive um marriage story i still haven't seen this barrett has seen it i've heard nothing but good things well gotta, it's certainly yeah and I, <clears throat> certainly a recency bias i mean i only saw it you know last week or so but i i think this is like a kramer versus kramer type of thing where the performances and content is so enduring that i think it's it's going to live on in the the subsequent decades mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh alejandro gonzalez any ritu shows up again with birdman i love this movie and i've only seen it once <laughs> i yeah. want to see it again but for whatever reason i just haven't found a chance or whatever <laughs> i love this movie and i've never even seen it <laughs> <laughs> i instantly absolutely adored this movie the score the one-shot premise the performances, the Emma Stones, the Edward Norton and his Dennis Cock. Yeah. I would probably rather watch I like Birdman a lot, but I think I like Revenant a lot more. Really? Uh, yeah, I think I do. Wow. Now see this this scratches all of my itches though. Like all, you know, theater stuff and the jazz score and touching on like, you know, Superman themes or like superhero stuff. Yeah. Uh it's just oh, it's good. It's good yeah 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 I, I i love birdman this is this is a movie that may not for a lot of people be something that if you ran it up against a lot of these movies on here that it would have much of a chance it's gonna have a chance with me 
It's one yeah. of these type of movies for me. I, I, I don't, I don't, I can't claim to understand, you know, know what everything that's going on in this movie is, but I have my own interpretation and I love it. I want to so. hear your interpretation when we, uh, when we talk about okay. it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, Greta Gerwig's Lady Bird on this list. Boy, that shit was all over all these lists. Yeah. Like Lady Bird. I don't think I read a list without Lady Bird on it. I, I love this movie. I don't think on my own I would have thought of it as a best of the decade, though. Mm. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, and it's another one of those movies that's come out in the past two years, and it's hard to assess where it ranks in the decade, kind of right now. But man, that girl has been killing it her entire career. Cersei Ronan. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I was watching Hannah the other day. Uh, You ever seen? Oh, that's her, right? That's her, like a eleven-year-old ass-kicking assassin girl, Eric Bana. Yeah, Eric Bana. Hannah's great. I love yeah. Hannah. Uh, but she was, she's awesome in that, and she's been an awesome in everything. Yeah, Atonement, uh, Brooklyn, all the way through. She's just been great. Grand Budapest Hotel. She's great in everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's either yeah, it's either Searsha or Searsha. Searsha. Yeah, Searsha. I think I heard uh, backwards of the vowels there. Searsha, Searsha, Searsha. But she was on, she was on uh, Colbert recently, and she's just so fun and mm-hmm. engaging. And you know, she's, uh, I, I uh, want to see a lot. I want her career to be like legendary by the time it's over, and it probably will be. I even watched a little bit of that Mary Queen of Scots movie that you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, I dig that movie. Uh. I see what you mean. Like it ain't it ain't perfect, but no. uh, but she's really good. Her in it. accent is fantastic. Okay. Yeah, I figured out how to do that accent. The Scottish. Well, if, 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 well, for anything that rhymes with down, mm-hmm. you do I and E. This is actually the accent I would do for uh, Scotty on the new Star Trek movies like when he doing? tells get dang ah. get dang. When he talks to that little troll All man. All our Scottish like, listeners right now are like, no, <laughs> <laughs> all two of them. <laughs> oh fuck me! By the way. I, yeah, I'm not a subtitles guy, but under the skin, you need some fucking subtitles yes, with that because it's in Glasgow, and these are real people. Mm-hmm. These are not actors, and try even remotely understanding that bro. Well, if they hear English. anybody say "get down," I'm going to know what to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm going to get down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Toy Story three was uh was 2010. Uh, it instantly just shot up to one of these it was considered the best toy story of all time at that point um i think it still is you think it's the best toy story of all time it's my favorite no i haven't seen four but it's it's my favorite i think it's better than four uh, although four is animation is just incredible um uh yeah i think it might be just because the that for, i actually think my favorite is the first toy story still mm um but you know as as that series is has grown it you know it's matured and it's got a lot of different themes in it than than you know what was thought of back in the story toy story one and two days yeah so it's got a lot more on its mind and it's like it's actually talking to people who were kids when they were in 1995 who Mm -hmm. are now adults and you know have they have different things to uh to worry about and everything whereas you know first toy story was just about you know 
it was just about losing toys. Yeah, it's all and Buzz about. thinking he's, he's yeah. a real uh, space hero. But uh, yeah, I agree. Toy Story Three is is got to be up there. Um, was that on many lists? Uh, not that I remember. Like if, if kind it of was, surprising considering how much praise it got in 2010. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because even when I look at it, I'm like Toy Story Three. Like, my brain just sees that three, and I, like, devalue it. Even though when I think about it, the movie's fucking awesome. Yeah. And, like, the most emotional, I think, of all of all uh, three, all four of them. Yeah. Uh, uh, then uh, Yorgos Lanthimos, the favorite, is on this list. <laughs> I actually wanted to put the lobster on there, but I figured there's no fucking way that, uh, well, there's no fucking way that you would agree with uh, the favorite. I didn't uh, hate the favorite. I, I think you hate the favorite. <laughs> what's next on the list uh train to basan ah uh, yes oh, i need to watch that i guess uh you've, you've often called this a jeremy movie so I need to this watch. is yeah. so jeremy it's like practically like talk it's practically doing sins videos all right, all right, all right. that's how good how jeremy this movie is oh man there's you know korean cinema just like korean pop really has really taken a foothold mm-hmm. in american uh cinema this decade and i'm i'm glad like bong joon ho can do whatever the fuck he wants so i'm gonna watch it mm-hmm. if no ironically i haven't watched okja <laughs> yeah <laughs> have you seen that i haven't seen it no. oh you bastard i know it's fucking weird do you know who did train to busan i do not Boy, that's a, a a gem that was recommended to us i think by the modern horrors guys yeah sang ho yon ah that's right um then we have uh, Blind Spotting. Ooh, you just saw this. this movie, even with all that hype that, that you told me about and that Chris agreed with, I still was not expecting how good this movie was. Yeah? Did you dig it? I, I, I It blew my mind. Yeah, it's got layers, man. When you watch it, I've seen it like five, six times now, and every time I see something I didn't see before, whether it's the, speaking to the gentrification of Oakland... Um, but yeah the i like everything the movie has to say just blows my mind and that last scene gets me just last scene is absolutely amazing who who did he play in hamilton david diggs jefferson he played jefferson he played jefferson lafayette there's an uh you can bet he's amazing you can actually look up uh them doing hamilton for obama uh, oh yeah i remember that yeah and he's in that he's also in the new show freestyle of supreme that he and lynn manuel and a handful of others are doing on broadway but it's a different cast every night some nights lynn manuel will pop in some nights he won't the whole show is improv and it's all hip-hop with cues from the audience he does that show he's also playing sebastian in the live action um little mermaid okay but i love him after blind spotting uh i want to see whatever he does next and the, the poor kid that plays his best friend doesn't get any of the love even though he wrote the script and mm. he's fucking awesome in this movie yeah he is um yeah i love it little bits of humor here and there with the baby t-shirt and you're laughing and he comes out and the kid's holding a fucking gun and you're like oh fuck I know, oh my man. god and it just gets real really quick god i love it i'm so glad you saw it yeah me too um shot in the dark edge of 17 Ooh. that's a great movie that's yeah. that's a, a new teenage classic probably it's a right? pretty in pink for the tens 
<laughs> I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, she's super good. I guess she's been great. Now, Pitch Perfect is not really a movie series, but she's been great as an actress in everything that I've mm-hmm. seen her in. Uh, so she's another one I think has a really promising career. Of course, if Edge of Seventeen has a chance, does Easy A have a chance? Is Easy A in this decade? Yes, 2010. Easy A would beat Edge of Seventeen. Oh, easy for me. When was it? 2010. Oh wow, I missed that somehow. Well, I, look, there's this is the thing. This is the reason why we're doing it this way. We're gonna miss some yeah. here and there occasionally, just the way it is. All those lists, all those things we know already, we put that into a big blender, <laughs> and that's what we have. But there might be some that just slip through the cracks like that. Well, this is one of my favorite movies of the decade, hands down. Yeah. I think I think I thought it was a 2009 movie. Yeah. Uh, I've watched this movie, I, I can't tell you how many times, and every time it, it makes me cry laugh at times. Especially that fucking greeting card where she goes in the span of a weekend from hating that song that pocket full of sunshine <laughs> to by the end she's fucking jamming out i gotta i gotta <laughs> and then i gotta cut to take me away <laughs> she's like really into it god she's so this was her coming out party i think it was yeah. and then he got stanley tucci and uh who plays the mom again oh it's the woman from sharp objects yeah patricia clarkson pa- yeah patricia, yeah, patricia clarkson. clarkson i mean that whole dynamic I've never seen before or since as far as like the way that they talk to no judgment. They don't want they don't want her to say the bad word because her brother's there. But maybe you could spell it out with your peace. (laughs) 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 They're upside down trying to spell out what the word is. He's like, everything's fine. I If he's gay, it's great. I was gay for a while. <laughs> now I'm back. My favorite Tucci quote is they get ready to watch the bucket list. He says, remind me when we're done to scratch watch the bucket list off of my bucket list. <laughs> oh, I love this movie. Yeah, I'm, me glad, too. I'm glad you mentioned that. I am too. Um, Terrence Malick's The Tree of Life is mm, on this, this list. This is the one where Brad Pitt's an asshole dad. Yes. Yeah, I didn't like this movie very much. Actually, I thought the movie was good. I didn't like any of the characters. Well, and then there's that a point where the movie stops completely to go all the way back to prehistoric times. Yes. And tells you what, you know, tells you that uh, the dinosaurs existed. And what? <laughs> I never saw this movie. Is there like a concise way to say what it's about? It's about Brad Pitt's son realizing his dad is an asshole. I don't know that the whole movie was just hit, Brad Pitt being an asshole in very small ways, like slapping his kid on the head instead of like putting his hand on his shoulder hmm. and like being way too hard on the rules. And it just seemed like maybe somebody grew up in a super strict household. And this was one of the ways they exercised those demons was writing this script or something. I don't yeah, know. I don't I don't remember everything about it. I just remember going, oh, that's beautiful. And there's some good things in it. And. Now I don't remember much about it. I'll tell you what, it's on all those lists, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, and I and I'm a, I would expect any big name director to have some you know, one movie that he's done to be on one of these lists and mm. everything. Um, uh, last year my favorite movie was if Bill Street if Bill Street could talk. I don't know how much other people love it. Uh, it's like seven point two on the IMDb, but um i don't think it got very much oscar consideration but i really loved that movie now i haven't seen it since Mm. even though i named you know called it my favorite movie last year and everything uh but um but i really really like this and i love the music in it and i love the story yeah i gotta watch this one yeah i still can't get over the fact that new orleans and memphis both have a beale street 
This is set in New Orleans, right? Yeah. 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 I just, it's weird to me. Um, <laughs> best picture of 2016 was Moonlight. Um, this movie, uh, I, I I agreed with the accolades it was getting. I don't didn't like it as best picture. Uh, I liked La La Land better than this, even though Moonlight's yeah, a, a more serious and and has more more issues to it and everything. But I I liked La La Land better than this movie. Got amazing performances in this thing, and I feel like this is another one that people don't really talk much about anymore. Probably not. Uh, uh, Mahershala Ali got. Won the she won. Oscar, he won. Right? He won. Yes. And then Janelle Monae wasn't nominated, right? I don't think so. But she's spectacular. Yeah, she year. had a good year. She was this and Hidden Figures. She yeah. Was a, well, and Mahershala won back to back, didn't he? Uh, he, he won. He won for this, but then are you talking about like year over year or? Well, didn't Green Book? Didn't he get nominated? He won for Green Book, but I think this came out. Oh, just there was a, a few year years. in between. This came out in 2016, and that came out in 2018. So, so there was a year in between. Yeah, but he did. I mean, I think between nominations, yes, he's won back to back. If that's what we're, it's not like Tom Hanks with Philadelphia. And no, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. I thought they were. Yeah, back He's amazing. He's. A, I I really liked him in House of Cards, but like. He's playing just kind of like a pretty straightforward character there. I did not realize that he had the He's range that he showed on Moonlight. Yeah. He's going to be your next Blade. Oh, by the way, as a sidebar, that uh, what we do in the shadows, celebrity uh, vampire thing yeah. that I was talking about, it does feature a cameo from Wesley Snipes dressed as Blade. That's awesome. But in a, via a shitty Skype connection. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it's funny. Uh, let's just go with her. Ooh, one of my Her. babies. Yeah, Spike Jones. Um, and uh, yeah, this is a great. This is such a good movie. Another Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, Not sighting. Yeah, she's the <laughs> voice of the uh, Siri-like thing that's in this, and uh, uh, Joaquin Phoenix in a really like touching, not very intense role for mm -hmm. him. Um, Amy Adams again. Amy Adams. Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt again. Yeah. Uh, one of the best how do i put this it feels like a very real possible future sure when i watch something like blade runner or blade runner 2049 it feels like a very cool possible future mm -hmm. a very tech heavy possible future but this one you can see some stuff floating in the sky and bigger buildings and it's la but it's not la mm -hmm. he really needed that near future thing where the os could be somebody you could engage in conversation with and he, i feel like he pulls it off visually as well as like idea wise and that's what makes it that's what makes this movie heartbreaking is that this is exactly how it would go if you started dating your operating system she, <laughs> she would she or he would realize that they only need to spend one percent of their effort and time on you and they would go out and invent cures for cancer and shit and you'd be really lonely yeah <laughs> um, broke my heart uh sing street God damn it! Too many on my my shame list. Oh man, this is such a fun. And yet movie. I've seen the one he made before this with Kira Knightley. Um, oh, twice. Begin again. Yeah, yeah. It's good. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, love Sing Street. I haven't seen it since uh, it came out, but uh, do love this. It's yeah. really good. Uh, you know, just the uh, sort of the uh, some some eighties nostalgia in there, but not just like that's not the whole thing. You know, like it's not as 
deep as Stranger Things with its 80s nostalgia or anything like that. But it's got some, like, the way music videos and the way people shot stuff on video back then is uh, fun. Oh, man, it's so good. And the music itself is probably some of the best movie music that you'll hear since, like, That Thing You Do. Mm. Uh, The songs are really, really good, Mm. well-crafted. Star Wars The Force Awakens um, Mm. uh, definitely has to be mentioned here because it's another one, a huge blockbuster with some good critical um, backing on it, too. Uh, I don't know where we are with Last Jedi, though. (laughs) Are we... The movie it's it's weird like i feel like they're both there's a there's a both sides faction to this movie to the last jedi where uh there's a, it's equally strong to like it or hate it yeah well i don't know <laughs> i made a joke tweet last uh, uh last year that uh the most divisive thing in my family's thanksgiving it was thanksgiving it was christmas was talking to my cousin about last jedi not religion or politics yeah or something yeah, like that. yeah yeah i this uh, last jedi is one that i really really loved when it came out and that i've kind of just it's waned on me a little bit just because of the practical issues yeah but, but the force awakens Force awakens is yeah there's there's not much argument about this one i mean there's some people who don't like it the but. negative for force awakens is that it feels too much like a new hope but i didn't hear a lot of people angry about force awakens whereas a lot of people were angry about the last jedi it's uh heresy i think uh, force awakens is my favorite star wars movie of all of them Mm -hmm. that's okay i think that's better than any of the prequels keeping in mind of course i I know that it's basically episode four again but i think it's a better episode four well i agree with that yeah um i uh i actually i personally threw this on the list as a shot very wicked shot in the dark that had probably no chance but felt like sinister needed to be talked about a little bit i love me some sinister yeah that's up there with like the best horror movie of the decade for sure yeah i i may like sinister more than most i i I don't i think the imdb's got this around a 6.7 or something Mm. like that um but there's something about the way they do found footage which is which is more i don't know it's more literal found footage by characters in the movie rather Mm -hmm. than it's found somewhere out there in the wild and someone edited it together and everything uh but there's something about that stuff that ethan hawk watches in this that's always been more unsettling than any other horror movie that i've seen in this decade well i agree with that and that shit in the backyard yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> fuck that noise. yeah uh now it, now it may be that i'm propping this movie up based on that because outside of that then you start getting into your typical horror movie tropes yeah so it it, it has a mixture of that like ah, i've seen that before and then that just that just disgustingly sick and beautiful you know eight millimeter footage mm-hmm. and everything uh wanted to mention that scott derrickson he's done this and dr strange i'm not sure if dr strange is on our list it is not i mean it's one of my favorite uh mcu films but you know there's only so many comic book movies that we're gonna be able but to there's a guy that i'm i'm looking forward to seeing more of in the next decade too mm-hmm. i think he might be like these might be those first couple of movies that were like oh yeah he he did those too and he's got this great career by 2030 or yeah whatever. yeah um then we have uh wind river mm. is another one i'm kind of surprised wasn't on a lot of lists I, I i didn't see it i don't think on any of the ones that i i looked and i haven't seen it yet. yeah and and um 
I personally don't know where I would put it on this whole thing because I only watched it once, but it was really good. Mm. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's one that's, uh, I think should deserve some mention sure. as far as the decade is concerned. Um, then we have, um, Arrival. <laughs> God damn, man, this decade. There's gonna be there's gonna be some clashes on this bracket. Yeah, this is if if you were to ask me off the cuff, <clears throat> what's your top five of the decade? This would be on my top five of the decade. Mm. Mm. Yeah, mm. I love this movie so much. It's got it's got just a little bit of humor in there to spice things up. It make you think. It'll make you. It'll 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 make you love and yearn. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Have you ever yearned? <laughs> I was debating with Patrick yesterday, the actress of the decade, and we ultimately settled on Amy Adams is probably the answer. And this is her centerpiece, basically. Probably. But Sharp Objects would be up there, too. Yeah. It's crazy to think that when she started, the kind of role she was playing in Talladega Nights <laughs> and even that um, animation crossover Disney, I've been dreaming Enchanted. of a- Enchanted. Enchanted. Uh, she's playing these cutesy, sweet, innocent and then she's got all this depth and darkness. How old is Amy Adams? She's forty-six. I, yeah, that's a, probably a route about right. I think she's forty-five. Nineteen seventy-four. Wow. I was just trying to beat Chris and come close because I'm never gonna. I <laughs> you was just are guessing. close. I think it's forty-five though. Wow. Um, but uh, I mean, she's in my league. Amy, Wait, I, that's not what that means. <laughs> yeah, she's in my age bracket. That's right. Amy Adams or Emma Stone. Well, and we we talked about Kristen Stewart. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence has had a pretty great decade, um, but I think Amy Adams, in terms of uh, prestige, money, and then just acting range. Yeah. And then I ended up, I ended the whole discussion by saying it's honestly probably still Meryl Streep. <laughs> <laughs> Emma Stone would be right up there, though. She would be. For yeah. sure. She would be. I want to run through a, a gamut of best picture Oscar winners because I don't think these movies really have much of a chance, actually, to, which is so weird, right? Yeah. We, we sit there, like the Academy votes on this stuff and it's the best of the year. So it should, by rule yeah. by the end of the decade be one of the top 10 movies <laughs> but some of these you know they've they've lost a time yep. the king speech yep the artist the shape of water and green book are all in that not a great decade for best picture <laughs> no not really at all <laughs> and you could throw moonlight in there too yeah i mean as as something that maybe got way too far and it's like you know best picture you know discussion and everything for sure um mission impossible fallout is this the best mission impossible of the decade um i i think so which is why i i kind of led it with with that but i the ghost protocol was this decade right and that's what i'm looking up ghost protocol is 2011 ghost protocol is mine mm-hmm. mine too okay okay i but I love all three of these modern day Mission Impossibles. Mm-hmm. Like, love them dearly. And Rogue Nation is definitely three for all of us, right? I think so. I would put Fallout ahead of it slightly. Yeah, but you know, you're talking about a three that's still good. Yeah, like better than most movies, better than most action movies for sure. So if we were going to consider one Mission Impossible movie, I think I'd probably with you guys. I think Ghost Protocol is up There's there. Just, I just an element Fallout. of fun. Yeah in that one that i think is probably brad bird's doing um that 
charming fucking hallway scene with Simon Pegg <laughs> and the video projector, uh, th- shit like that. That is that I don't think McCory wants to bring to his Mission Impossible's, but that's why I would choose Ghost Protocol. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Ghost Protocol's just got so many things in it that I'm like, oh my god, this is exactly what I want from <laughs> from a Mission Impossible movie. Everything about it. Um. One Cut of the Dead. We oh. recently mentioned this um, on here. Uh, well, it's not going to win because most of what One Cut of the Dead has going for it is uh, originality mm-hmm. um, rather than acting performances that are going to win Oscars or even special effects that are very good because mm-hmm. half the point of the movie is that they're not. Uh, but it is one of the most original films I've ever seen. And uh, I've watched it three times now. <laughs> and Barrett still has my copy. I know, sorry. <laughs> um, uh, Hereditary or Midsummer. Ooh. We have Ari Aster's movies here. Yeah. Um, uh, right now, because I've seen Hereditary more, I like Hereditary more than Midsummer. But I have, I'll, I will get on watching Midsummer again at some point. Um, they're both uh, they're both thinking man's horror movies. They are, and uh, yeah, he's starting to carve out uh, quite the you know b- the budding uh, career. You know, like just he's uh, another guy that by the end of twenty thirty, you might be like going, oh my god, this guy's come out with some of the best shit we've seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but his stuff though is never going to be populist unless he's uh, you know. I think he can go in in different directions i think he can harness because midsummer is so funny mm-hmm. like just low-key funny mm-hmm. that i think he could make like an acerbic comedy uh sometime down the road yeah um uh an actress to look for in the next decade to be in that dis- discussion is florence Pugh. Mm-hmm. 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 and every time you say her name you have to do finger guns <laughs> pew, 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 pew. hey what about Florence Pugh and Imogene Poots being in the same movie. <laughs> Pugh and Poots. Yeah. I want to see together at last. You can't have Poots without a Pew. <laughs> it's got to be a buddy cop comedy. It does. <sighs> um, we also have um, Spring Breakers is on this. Is I'm it? surprised this is on the list. This is on several lists. That doesn't mean it needs to be on our list. I, okay. Well, I, I came late to the party uh, to this movie. You guys saw it, I think, long before I did. And I saw it, I think, within the last year. And I loved it. Like, I, I think it's got a lot more going for it than just the surface level spring break, spring break. I think that's the point I is to lull you into this sense of of nothingness. But, yeah, I think there's... I think there's a lot there. Yeah, this is maybe Harmony Kareen's like uh, I don't know most critically lauded movie. Sure, definitely, it's certainly his most accessible to the public. Movie. Yeah, like a lot of his stuff, like Trash Humpers, mm-hmm. you know, isn't going to translate no. to a lot or of people. kids or kids. Yeah, yeah, or uh, gummo. Although kids was technically Larry Clark, but. No. Um, but uh but yeah this is this is it's a lot more going on in this movie than just the surface of it. I was haunted by this movie mm. afterwards. Mm. I mean the 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 whole ending sequence is set up so beautifully I think and I think the story is set up so beautifully. You you come to to love this alien character. Like mm. you you're rooting for him and you you know he's playing the piano and you're singing along to Britney Spears and all that stuff. I think you need to watch it again. I bet you would 
Uh, after- I've seen it three times, so I'm just saying it's not best of the decade. I think it could be. I think it deserves to be in the discussion. Maybe at the um, very, very beginning, before when we start dismissing films early, right? Like <laughs> Passengers, um, uh, Game Night is yeah, yeah, one of the best comedies of the decade. I put for that sure. on there because I think it, one of the best comedies of the decade, and it's probably the best shot comedy uh, of the last twenty years. Like, yeah, they, they shot the shit out of that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Moonrise Kingdom and the Grand Budapest Hotel. So Wes Anderson does make this list. Um, well, you guys both favor Budapest, don't you? No, I no, favor I like Moonrise. Moonrise oh, good. Oh, good. I didn't like Budapest very much. I thought it was. I thought it was nice. I thought it was good. I thought it was. I don't know. You can't. You can't say one is more quirky than the other uh, with Wes Anderson. Uh, it seemed like Moonrise Kingdom though had the most emotion to it, and mm-hmm. the most like texture to it. Mm-hmm. So, but um, I did like Grand Budapest Hotel. Argo is uh came out in 2012. Was uh, best picture. Um. And I think I said uh, 12 Years a Slave came out in 2012, but it actually came out in 2013. But Argo, uh, uh, this movie won Best Picture. Ben Affleck didn't win for Best Director, but it did show that Gone Baby Gone was not a flute. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and uh, I guess, well, I guess The Town oh, was yeah. also yeah. was also in that discussion, but he had done that and The Town and then this, and mm-hmm. it was a good trifecta. And honestly, I would put The Town on this list ahead of Argo. And I think Argo... And- is, you, you did, but I'm kind of going back. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, I like Argo. Again, Ben Affleck is probably the least good thing about it, but yeah. he's not bad. I don't think he detracts from the film. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, I think, I don't think the movie gets enough credit for how much tension it builds, uh, especially right out of the gate in the beginning with that embassy attack. And I just, uh, I just, I really like it. I don't think it's my favorite of his to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, uh paul schrader's first reformed which i don't i've seen it once i liked it not sure if i'm in that best of the decade category yet Uh, i i'm with you i i think there's there's some big ideas obviously in in that movie and maybe if i watch it again with different eyes that i'll really connect to it but Mm. i don't i don't know uh warrior Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, this is mm -hmm. another good one sneaky good i think i only saw it because chris told me oh that's really good because it looked like a cheesy disney movie well now i'm going to watch it because you guys are saying it's it's the mma one with joel edgerton and tom hardy and nick nolte uh and it's really clean and wholesome and good for the whole family and yet still riveting oh i thought it was like a like a gritty type of thing it's it's actually like a I mean, Not it that? may be PG-13 for language or cigarette smoking or something, but oh, no, okay. basically, they're, they're two brothers who end up in the same MMA tournament, and um, it's that's really, really all I want to say. Okay. It's really good. I will watch it. Then. I like it more than most Rocky movies. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, I, I really enjoyed this when I saw it. I haven't seen it since it was in theaters. Uh, that was 2011 um but yeah i uh it's something that should definitely get uh some uh some recognition uh the big sick um mm. did uh, you see the photos he posted yesterday on social media i have not seen those <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah kumail nanjana got a ripped. year getting in shape for the eternals for marvel oh really and he has fucking terminator's body you need to see it just it's, for your own. Okay. It's almost weird having watched all of Silicon Valley. It, yes. looks, it looks fake, but it's not. Yeah. And he even put a great note up about, you know, I have the best trainers, the best nutritionists, and the yeah. most expensive or most 
uh, richest studio in all the world paying for all this. Uh, <laughs> and now I understand why I never looked like this before. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. The big sick was is really good. Uh. I don't know if I'd put it in that top of the decade uh, discussion, but uh, I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And, and there were a lot of these over the past decade. There were a lot of people making these uh, autobiographical movies. Yep. Uh, the big sick was one of these. Mike Birbiglia's uh, Sleepwalk with Me was one of them, mm-hmm. and the other one he made, uh, the one about the, uh, basically it was Saturday Night Live. Yeah, the improv whatever. thing. Yeah, that one. That, uh, both of those, and then uh, uh, Greta Gerwig's Lady Bird, mm-hmm. uh, Shia LaBeouf and that Honey Boy. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of these that came out in the past decade, but uh, I really like the big sick. Good movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kubo and the Two Strings. Ooh. Another good animated movie there. Yep um definitely deserves a mention and i need to see it again uh it's been a while since i've seen it um jordan peele followed up get up get out with us yeah Mm. um this was our sin week movie yeah Mm. Uh, i think it's got a special place in my heart because of that yeah i mean it's objectively a really really good movie yeah Yeah. but i think i think i've just emotionally connected to it because i'll tell you what it made a world of difference when i watched it on home video a couple months ago no, <laughs> with, the, with the captions on. I can imagine, as opposed to not having any captions on when she. He's looking like this for sure. <laughs> uh, me too. Um, uh, because yeah, that was kind of hard to to follow at first. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, Bong Joon Ho shows up again with Snowpiercer. Not ya. Snowpiercer is a movie that I've seen probably twice. I saw it once in the theater in Chicago. And then I think it was on Netflix or something like that. I'd like to go back to that world and, and watch it again. <laughs> One of my, I put out a drunk video game play video of me playing that Fallen Order game <laughs> yesterday or the day before. But when there's a whole level on a train where you're just trying to get to the front of this train. And it's very much like Solo, uh, the train in Solo. Uh-huh. But I kept making Snowpiercer references. And there's one part where I'm just climbing a ladder. I'm not doing anything else. I get to the top of the ladder on top of the train and I go, I know what babies taste like. <laughs> 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 oh, I love me some Snowpiercer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Davi Diggs is also in that show. Um, the Snowpiercer show. Is that still going? They've already renewed it for a second season. It hasn't, I don't think it's even released yet. Really? It's uh, it's it's either one of these streaming services, I think it is, or it's uh, a TNT show or something. It looks like the, the movie with different actors spread out over 10 episodes instead of one movie it looks like the same story here's a movie that i was uh, surprised to see on so many lists paddington 2 <laughs> oh my god <laughs> have you seen it i've seen it yeah you haven't seen it i haven't um you don't even need to watch the first paddington it's great but the second one is better yeah. it's it's if you could fucking manufacture charm and gift wrap it uh and and eat it and it would warm you up inside that's paddington too yeah. it's just i say this too much it's delightful yeah it is um and it's short hugh grant is fucking fantastic <laughs> one of the most memorable family movie villains i've ever seen he's a man of a thousand faces all these he's an actor and he's mm-hmm. got all these disguise god i think you would love it may have to uh, uh make uh, some room to watch it's that glorious. before we get into our um our brackets and everything um uh book smart came out earlier this year mm-hmm. it's a movie that definitely deserves some uh some uh recognition uh came out in may and just sort of uh didn't get the audience i thought it might yeah 
considering um, most of the time I was in uh, movies that had this trailer on it, people were responding to it. Mm -hmm. You could hear people laughing at this trailer, and I was like, oh, this might be a pretty big uh, movie. And it wasn't. It's crazy because it's it's talked about so much mm -hmm. on social media, any social media, uh, but it didn't translate into box office. I'm sure it's going to have a, a good life on home. Yeah, video, it's though. plenty good, and it, it it's I think it's solidified that Olivia Wilde is is going to have a career as a director and not just dabble in it. And mm -hmm. Like I think I mentioned this on the podcast, there were like seven studios bidding on her next project, mm. um, and she's going to direct and star in it. So I'm, I'm very curious to see what she does next. Uh, I need to kind of motor through the next few, so sorry if we're giving short shrift, but we are we are going to talk more in depth about these movies once they get There's to the There's only one that I think you're going to name that I want to say one quick thing about. Well, then you can. I'm just going to, but most of these, I'm just going to try to go through, and if you want to go, if you want to say more about it, go, go for All it. All right. Uh, Searching, very good movie. Yep. Um, definitely go see that if you haven't. Uh, the Writer. Mm, you guys haven't seen that, right? I haven't mm. seen it um this is some lyrical shit i think you should watch this before paddington too okay um hmm. this is cinematography that like i've said is is broke back mountain worthy uh but uh unique approach to filmmaking in that all the all the actors are not actors hmm. they're playing fictionalized versions of themselves and this this female director joe Zhang joe she's from china i'm not trying to be racist Zhao, right yeah alice Zhao something i don't know That's i'm gonna right. step in it uh but she's able to get performances out of these people um it doesn't feel like they're people playing themselves uh it haunts me mm. i loved it uh, i think it definitely needs to be in the consideration all right, all right. uh bo burnham's eighth grade which is i'm not surprised this is making a lot of lists mm -hmm. uh, it's a really good movie uh lock which we talk about constantly mm -hmm. um i don't know if it's made i don't think it's made very many decade lists but we mentioned we wanted to mention it um uh then we have uh it follows which mm. is another one of those uh like uh, uh a good premise for a horror movie they executed it pretty well it's I'd, a fuck I'd demon. say yeah it's a fuck demon I, I this was on a lot of lists mm -hmm. i like this movie i don't think it deserves to be on the best of yeah the i don't either list. but i think when you make a premise like this that's so memorable that people tend to, to give it a little bit more mm. uh, plus she's really engaging the lead girl in this yeah, movie yeah. is really good and i wish i could think of her name right now but i can't it's, well, it's uh, her name is was also in that independence day sequel <laughs> <laughs> it's chloe zhao by the way that chloe did. zhao um, thank you very much um then we have uh, Drive uh, is uh, the Nicholas Winding Refn, whatever is. How... That's his most accessible movie, easily. You don't uh, like Drive? I haven't seen it. I hear it's super violent. And it was There's some surprising pretty violent you... things it's in it. It's like poetic and violent uh, in alternating turns. And it, it's it's a movie you're either going to dig or not. It's very much a mood movie. Okay. Lots of like uh, obscure 80s songs, mm -hmm. neon tinged it's one of those the opening is so great yeah and then like the rest of it's okay but like the opening will draw you right well, in. oscar isaac's in it before you knew who he was really? carrie mulligan's great um and yeah he's a he's a driver for criminal activities and he starts to feel protective of carrie mulligan down the hall and her little son who have an abusive dad boyfriend who comes and goes and mm -hmm. then he gets mixed up in their lives uh, i love it i all right I'm gonna i check love it, out. it i could put it in 
and just zone for two hours. It's hmm. grooving us. Uh, Annihilation. We've already talked about Ex Machina and Alex Gar- Garland's movie there. Uh, but Annihilation is uh, is in the consideration. Um, Definitely wins all the awards for what the fuck. <laughs> yeah. Even though I loved it. Uh, Bennett Miller's Moneyball is on this list. Moneyball. Uh, I don't know if it made a lot of uh, top lists. Uh, but around. it should have, goddammit. Yeah, it should have. It's really good. Um, and it's uh, one of the rare instances where they've taken a book that has really no, no plot. It's just a... <laughs> Just a here's what happened with the Oakland A's, and then they turned it into a really well done movie. Uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. This uh, is, uh, uh, yeah, this is definitely going to be something that I want to talk about. That's a, it's, it's, it's interesting that 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 movie is so different from, yep. you know, um, from everything in that's in his filmography and everything. Um, well, even really anything that you've seen. I mean, you you see later on the the text come up like when somebody's when a character's falling or something like that in into the spider verse mm-hmm. but edgar wright did it back in 2010 with uh, scott hey Pilgrim. man yeah. the old batman show had words on the screen pow kazam every <laughs> fight man but yeah i i just it's there's so we you had a couple of other edgar wrights that could possibly have been thrown in here ba- baby driver mm-hmm. um but n- maybe not so much at world's end or no. the world's end. The world's end, yeah. Yeah, the world's end. You not so much that one, although a lot of people consider that a satisfying conclusion to his Cornetto trilogy and everything. Um, but uh that's I think it's the only one that we put on this list. And we love Edgar Wright here. Uh I thought I had Baby Driver you on this. Baby, Baby Driver yeah, on it? Baby. Oh there. yeah, you do. It's later but on. But Scott Pilgrim blows that away in my opinion. Yeah. Uh we mentioned a little bit about Coco, so that's definitely on the list. Ah, yeah. Coco. Me. Uh, that monkey's all right. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> George, they high five and George comes up and he's like what are you agreeing to and Jerry's like nothing nothing we both just saw the same monkey um, John Wick I would put three above them all yeah um, but we're looping them together sort of uh, but uh, these are some guys who act absolutely uh, probably look at other Hollywood movies and go I hate how this action's done <laughs> and they do it the right way uh, the raid is also mm-hmm. on our, the both both of those could both could be on this list. Um, uh, which you like the second one better, right? Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. kitchen fight, mm-hmm. yeah. The, the, the car chase is great, but that kitchen fight is one of my favorite scenes in all of cinema, history. especially given how fucking exhausted he is and how long it goes. It's yes. like fifteen minutes of straight fighting yes. with all the things around the kitchen being involved. Yeah. God, yeah. I love it. <laughs> oh yeah, John Favreau, chef. Mm. Uh, on this list. Chef. Look. All right. I, I was thinking about what one of my favorite movies of the decade is. Right. And Chef is up there. Okay. There, it has no business being on this list. But yeah, it's but it's it's worth mentioning. Uh, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson's Inherent Vice. We have talked about that a little bit today. Uh, Ryan Johnson's Looper is mm. on this list. Uh, I would uh, would agree with that. I haven't seen it in forever. Though. Me neither. Probably not since we send it. Yeah, which which uh, that was yours, and I'll never forget. I'll never forget the way that video goes. But why is there so much gold in the room? <laughs> There's just it's something that hit me perfectly. This was back in the day where Jeremy and I were like doing our own ones so that we could get 
more and everything. So like I would do one might be script and everything and you would do one script and everything. And I remember watching that looper one. Why is there so much gold? (laughs) It was in the middle of a whole bunch of other stuff too. (laughs) I just loved it. Uh, The cabin in the woods. Oh baby. Definitely got to talk about that one. Oh Um, baby. Cabin in the woods is a good one. Um, Black Klansman, Spike Lee's only entry probably on this list. That's right. But it's a great movie. Mm-hmm. Gone back and revisited that a few times uh, when it's been playing on HBO, and it's so good. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is like, it's almost like it came out of nowhere. We know how good Spike Lee is, mm-hmm. but man, this movie, I've, it's, been on a, it's been on HBO a lot. It's just one of those, like, I just got to stop and watch it. The three leads, uh, John David Washington, Adam Driver, and Laurie Harrier mm-hmm. uh, are just spectacular. Yeah. Uh, Shane Black's The Nice Guys. God damn, this movie rules my soul. <laughs> yeah. I can't even watch Kiss Kiss Bang Bang anymore because The Nice Guys has ruined me for Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is awesome. Yes, it is. Yeah. Nice Guys is way better. And, and Ryan Gosling, between that and The Big Short, he should do more comedy. God I damn. agree. Yeah. I totally agree. Oh, he's hilarious. Um, Edge of Tomorrow. This Ooh. is another great action movie. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Oh, it's a, and it's funny. Uh, it it the it took a long time for people to copy Groundhog Day. Yeah, and then we suddenly got like three different things. <laughs> we got uh, um the one the Netflix show Russian Doll. Russian dolls. Yeah. Uh, we got this. Was there something? Something Happy else? Death Day. Happy Death Day was yeah, the yeah. other one. Um, which you know. They, they, they make a joke about it. it's like that movie groundhog day what's that yeah <laughs> <laughs> um wow. logan edge of tomorrow has 7.9 on imdb oh it's fucking 90 percent on Rotten that Tour. movie's so good yeah dude. it is that's, that's so good um oh well it, really it's called live die repeat <laughs> <laughs> um logan uh is uh in the conversation um the only thing i remember about this movie is the is the titties (laughs) (laughs) yep yep (laughs) it was just a sliver it's like a second long of the movie and that's it that's all you remember um uh the big short which uh Mm -hmm. uh I have uh, pimped a long time on this on this podcast. I'm glad glad Jeremy finally saw it. Mm-hmm. Uh, movie is great. Uh, Baby Driver we discussed. Uh, Mother, uh, another Darren Aronofsky. That was Mother. a head scratcher movie, but uh, it's good. Oh man, I mean, if we put a list of the movies that I want to rewatch over the the last decade, it's going to be up there for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. Creed, which uh, somehow being the eighth in the Rocky <laughs> franchise, even though it's basically rebooting it with a new character, Creed is really good. You talking about some Coogler is fucking directing his ass off in no this movie. Yeah, he is. And I took too long to to get to this. Creed two had come and gone by the time I finally watched Creed. Oh really? Uh, I still haven't seen Creed two, but Creed is outstanding. I think it's probably. I would probably rather watch that than any Rocky movie. Oh, well, it's certainly the most realistic. Is it the seventh or the eighth? I think it's the eighth because there were there, there was a weird like uh, so wait we had Rocky five and then it was Rocky Balboa maybe it was seven. I think it came after it was Rocky seven Balboa. because we had the year with that 
the seventh Fast and the Furious, and we had the seventh Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it was a bu- it was a series of sevens. But yeah, Creed, god damn man, that guy. The, there's the ring scenes in these mm-hmm. are so good, and they're real. There's you know not actually punching each other but they're they're not doing any cgi things right. or anything with it and it's just so good yep. um bad times at the el royale okay this is the one i wanted to talk about briefly okay love this movie <laughs> maybe my top five of the decade yeah but i have been attributing okay uh, somebody gave me bad information and i have been saying on this podcast two or three times that the kid that plays the clerk is bill paxton's son it's bill pullman's son right Ah. Uh. And I wanted to clarify and that. And you know what? I don't think I ever picked up on you saying that. I know. I think my brain just did a gestalt thing uh, yeah. and thought that you were Because <laughs> I saw, I was watching the new, the new trailer for Top Gun Maverick, mm-hmm. and he's in that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, wow, he's going to have a good career. And I went to Bad Times at El Royale, and I scrolled down, and it said Lewis Pullman. And I was like, well, his last name's not Paxton? Why isn't it Paxton? <laughs> and then I remembered, oh, there's another. Then I went to his bio, and it's the son of Bill Pullman. So, sorry, Lewis, I have been attributing your parentage to the wrong Bill. You know what uh, uh, struck me in this movie, among a million things? Chris Hemsworth does a really good American accent. He does, and he's done it. I mean, he doesn't have to do it as Thor, but he's done it in a few places, like in the Star Trek and yeah, yeah. in that Ed Helms Vacation, vacation. Movie. He does do a really good American <laughs> accent. He's That movie's full of electric performances, and he's somehow the most electric of all yeah. of them. Yeah. Uh, mostly by walking without shoes and without a shirt and just wafting from room to room and scene to scene i watched this last night i did too Uh, i've seen it maybe seven (laughs) or eight times and it just it feels expertly structured in the way that every reveal like all of the flashbacks give you some kind of reveal uh whether we do the flashback to father flynn and the bank robbery and learn a little bit more about his character and that he went to prison and oh okay he's that then when we flash back to the kid at the very end on the mm-hmm. battlefield and you realize and then that kicks off the very very final scene mm-hmm. god it's it feels perfect yeah and i don't think enough people have seen it um and i'm gonna crow about it yeah uh-huh. i don't think enough people have seen it i love that movie too i've uh, i have not seen it as much as you have but uh i love it it's great it's a it's, it's definitely one if it's on i'm gonna He's, he does that it. thing around the campfire where he gets little sister and the other girl you be good you be evil let's have ourselves an allegory <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it tells him to start fighting a <laughs> uh, movie i saw recently the untouchables it's a great movie i watched this after you recommended it yeah it's very very good this is so good um they should remake that with brian Cranston. they should they should and uh, i don't know who they would get to play the the black guy but yeah. well, sure probably. they'll make the right decision yeah, yeah. <laughs> um spider-man homecoming good stuff yeah good stuff very very good uh then all the uh, rise dawn war of the planet of the apes movies um you know, I think that's a weird friend. I think that's a better trilogy than any one of those movies is on its own. Mm. I think Dawn is a perfect apes movie, if you can it's, say that. I think it's the be- I was watching part of Rise yesterday. I mm. think Dawn is the best. But I I don't know that any one of those movies, in my opinion, should be on this list. But I think the whole trilogy should be, if that I got makes you. sense. I got you. Because it, it, certainly three on its own would not rise to the level of great if it didn't have that stuff leading up to it. Also, I tweeted out the uh, the kid who would be king. I watched it on HBO, yeah. and it was delightful. I think you should like it. Uh, you should watch it. Your son yeah, would like I it. actually, I, I was intrigued by the, the trailer. But the main actor, the kid who's great, is Andy Serkis' son. 
Jesus Christ. <laughs> and he's fantastic. Wow. And he's not doing any mocap from what I can tell. He's Excellent. actually just doing the acting. Cool. Uh, Steve Jobs, which is the uh, Aaron Sorkin, Danny Boyle joint about Steve Jobs. Really just good. Thank the Apple II team. <laughs> yeah. I love that movie so much. Yeah, I do too. Uh, I like it way more than I think I feel like I should for some reason. It just, I don't because know what. The, the person. Yeah. 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 But Fastbender's awesome. He really well, is. Well, that's why I think you get scenes. He gets called out plenty in that movie, though. Jobs does. Yeah. That's why you get that um, Seth Rogen scene with all those people milling around before the show where mm-hmm. they're just hollering at each other mm-hmm. and having it out. Really, like, I think the movie is, is pointing out, hey, this guy was a dickhole. Yeah, well, but then they've got the undying love of Kate Winslet, Winslet's character. That's a, and like, you know, that's, uh, she's, a, yeah, she's amazing in it. Actress is great. I'll, I'll stick with Fastbender here. And Frank is another movie that's uh, on this list. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite recommends that you've ever given me mm-hmm. was this movie. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I love Frank. Uh, the Martian, obviously, has got to be on this list. A lot of people are listening to this podcast <laughs> going, where's The Martian? Where's The Martian? <laughs> that's and a, there it is. That's a ringer. I mean, there's a few of these movies where you just hear them and you're like, that could win the whole thing. That mm-hmm. could win the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you got uh, me sitting over here. I, uh, don't forget about me. <laughs> uh, Kingsman, The Secret Service. Um, only the first one. The first one is a very good action movie, I think. Yeah, yeah. And I like the second one more than most people do. But um, but yeah, I don't think this needed to be a series. No, I didn't think so. And, and and it's going to the King's Man uh, prequel coming out like, huh, it's a parachute. Nobody's ever done this before. <laughs> um, but uh, I... Uh, I like I like these movies. I just yeah, I don't know. Have you seen any of these on the list on the on the on the Kingsman uh the first one, yeah. Uh and decade lists. Mm-hmm. Uh Star mm. Trek Into Darkness. Mm. Yeah, and there's an argument that maybe Beyond is better than Star Trek Into Darkness, but I just think there's so much more to love about Into Darkness than there is in Beyond. Beyond's maybe a better tight tighter movie. Yeah, and the first Star Trek, two thousand nine, ineligible. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but uh, and then we round this off with Deadpool. Yeah, Deadpool. Captain Deadpool. Nah, just <laughs> Deadpool. So that's a serious list of movies. Do you have movies <laughs> that we haven't mentioned? Give it to us on our social media. Yeah, uh, Sincast presented by CinemaSins on Facebook, uh, CinemaSins Twitter uh music video since twitter reddit uh we're also on discord uh and soundcloud discord if you want to get on discord there is a link on the right side of the reddit page or you can go to facebook and private message me and i will give you a link uh is there anything else that we need to talk about uh no no (laughs) no uh well then i'm gonna take my ball and go home uh all right well that'll do it for this week it's chris atkins and jeremy scott and barrett share we'll see you next time thanks for listening comment on our episodes on our soundcloud page check us out on youtube twitter facebook and reddit and be sure to visit cinemasends.com I, my wife will even um, slip some zucchini and squash in there on me. Put a little olive oil and salt and pepper on there and grill mm-hmm. it up. Mm-hmm. I'll eat the char. <laughs> the vegetable is is completely unnecessary. Just give you charcoal 
<laughs> brisket or whatever. It and is. what's sad is you're probably not. You're probably like when you grill asparagus, you're probably taking everything that's good for you in it and like blasting it to hell. <laughs> and so when you eat it, it tastes awesome, but you're not getting any nutrients anymore. <laughs> it's better than like frying it, though. Well, yeah, it's better than. It's also better than you know chocolate. So take it is that. better than chocolate. Chocolate. At uh, what was it Saturday night or so? My wife brought me in some hot chocolate. She was mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, hey, you know, it's gray and nasty nice. and cold out and everything like that." I put some whiskey in it. There you go. It was delightful. Was it? Yeah. I've never Irished uh, any hot chocolate. I've only had Irish coffee. Dude, it's good. The first Irish coffee I ever had, I was at a bed and breakfast. I didn't know what the fuck Irish coffee meant, and I thought it was coffee from Ireland. <laughs> so I ordered Irish coffee with my breakfast, and it was whiskey and coffee. Yeah, and yeah, it yeah. was. You take one sip, and you know exactly what you've done wrong. <laughs> like, oh, Irish, Irish in my coffee. Well, that's the that's the fucking. That we send that in Elf because Buddy like couldn't even drink coffee, but yet like the the twenty six year old yeah. dude down in the mailroom <laughs> slips him a fucking bottle of hard liquor. Yeah, and apparently and he's, he's just, just yeah. washing oh, that yeah. shit down. That's, that's, that's awesome. Like, I love syrup. I'm twenty six. Twenty six, my ass. That's one of the most. I laughed so it's fucking hard. Like a gray beard and balding and he's shit like that. Forty easy, <laughs> maybe forty five, but he's not twenty six. Goddamn. It's funny. Their their take is that we kick off our series on the visionary movie brat Francis Ford Coppola. Is he like a legendary movie brat? Uh, I mean, may- yeah, maybe. Yeah. I mean, you gotta you gotta consider that uh, with the Godfather, Robert Evans wanted to him wanted to fire him uh, during the production of that movie. Um, uh, Apocalypse Now, of course, he spent two years directing that movie and well, spending a ton of money. And the Cotton Club, he spent like four or five years and <laughs> a ton of money. Yeah, directing. yeah, it's a director's cut. <clears throat> it's pretty new too. Yeah, so it's it's just like adding Redux to Apocalypse Now, or mm-hmm. yeah, uh, you know. Those other those other special Godfather's got its own special names, I think, too. When he comes out with new Godfather stuff, mm-hmm. there's like a Blu-ray set that's out that I pass by in in Best Buy all the time, and I I I'm attracted to it because I think it's maybe a 4K or something 4K transfer, but it's all it's Blu-ray and I've got that already, and it doesn't have the Godfather saga on it or anything like that. So I'm any, so annoyed by that. Yeah, if that was available, I would definitely buy it. And uh but uh it attracts my eye. But they even that Blu ray set is called something different. It's like the Godfather I don't know. I mean I've got I've got the Godfather collection, which was I think I think that might be DVD, mm-hmm. and it's got like the behind-the-scenes stuff and stuff like that. And I always like fake myself out. I'm like, maybe somewhere there's the Godfather saga on there, but no. Yeah, I mean, that's you. You want to be fan- Francis Ford Coppola and come out with you know new versions of your old shit? Give us the fucking Godfather saga. Yeah, it's not available. It's never been available. Mm-hmm. God damn it! You could tape it off TV with VHS when they show it. That's true. I order like a I'll order a VCR off of Amazon and uh, hook it up to my my uh, 4K TV. Did uh, is there a 4K transfer of The Godfather? Not that I have seen, but that doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Who knows, man? But I mean, it's, it would seem like to me Best Buy would have that uh, because they've had all the other 4K stuff that's come out. Paramount releasing The Godfather trilogy uh, Blu-ray. No, this is what you're. This is exactly what you were saying. So this is June of this year. Paramount released the Godfather trilogy: colon Corleone Legacy. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> but it's on Blu-ray. Yeah. So what the fuck, dude? 
fucking fuck. I know. Fucking fuck. Well, and it's we talked about it too when Jeremy recommended Apocalypse Now. There's now three versions of that movie that and he and they're sell and they're sold all in the same uh box now, but there's the original theatrical version, there's Redux, and then there's a director's cut which is shorter than Redux. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is uh so there's the Godfather collection colon omerta edition no uh and this actually says 4k ultra hd release dates for the godfather where is it omerta omerta i don't even know what the fuck that means no, it's uh in the town john ham says it to ben affleck you're gonna do such and such out of some stupid irish omerta and it always stood out to me as like us like somebody who loves Here. words snuck that into the script because Everybody else is like me was going, oh, Merita, well, it's got to be some kind of like stubborn. A code of silence about criminal activity and a refusal to give evidence to authorities. There you oh, go. Well, there you go. There, you go. <laughs> uh, there are unconfirmed reports that Warner is also working on the Polar Express and Gravity. Additional titles I've personally seen 4K tests of in private meetings at CES include The Godfather and Lawrence of Arabia. Mm. This should be a fucking priority. To do a 4K transfer of the fucking Godfather. Mm-hmm. I agree. Also, get the fucking Godfather saga out there. Yeah. I'll go see it in and the theater. Just Fuck. put it out as a separate thing on the disc somewhere. Just get it in libraries. Let the public decide. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's from Sideways. <laughs> just get it in libraries. <laughs> is that what he's telling him? Uh, telling his publisher? Or his that's editor? What, uh, that's what Lowell is telling him. Oh, that's <laughs> pig vomit uh, pig vomit about his own failures because he finds out the publisher's not you goddamn motherfuckers <laughs> just whoa i should have said sand man oh man thomas hayden church had like a second there where like with sideways and spider-man 3 and fucking uh easy a easy a where he was he was hot shit yeah. and now i guess he's just kind of uh well I, I heard even during that time he has like a ranch and either see this is going to be stupid because it's going to be completely different areas of the country uh either texas or like montana or something like that <laughs> well, they're both in the middle he's got a <laughs> he's got some sort of uh he, he likes living that uh private life yeah good for him yeah got the greatest voice man he does he's got a good he has voice. A great voice yeah. donald sutherland has a great voice i can't mm-hmm. watch those simply juice commercials anymore without like falling in love with his voice you know you know who loves uh Donald Sutherland, his son Keith. Donald Sutherland loves him some Donald. Sutherland. Oh, well, that's probably true. Any any interview that you read with him, he's just constant like in love with himself. All right, that, that's fair. He's like, I worked with Jane Fonda for a while. We were lovers, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen the Hereafter? The Sweet Hereafter. Oh, okay. Um, did you ever see the Cotton Club? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen <laughs> volcano yes. it's a different volcano <laughs> shit <laughs> it's the it's an old maybe predates the show uh an audio clip of cartman singing oh holy night in uh south park okay so 
I think there's one in an actual episode where he does it. Oh, does he actually do it later on? But then the one that you're talking about is probably that Santa Claus versus Jesus uh, thing that they sent around that got their uh, show kickstarted. It's not in that episode, that little short. It's not. Um, or if it is, I haven't seen it along with that. I've only heard the audio. I haven't seen any. I've seen like fan made art and stuff like, like that. Back then, Cartman was Kenny and Kenny was Cartman. Right, right, right. Yeah. Well, this is, yeah, this is Cartman singing uh, Oh Holy Night. And so the, the thing of it is, uh, because he can't remember the words, Mr. Garrison allows Kyle to use a cattle prod mm-hmm. to, to shock him every time he mm-hmm. gets the, <laughs> the things wrong and he's like mm-hmm. and a holy night and sometimes we get presents it's like, ah! yeah. <laughs> which anyway. is the point of the whole gag yes yeah like in the movie when he gets the swear chip in his brain well like, the really funny part is where it's, he keeps getting shot and everything he's like night! and then he gets shocked and he's like <laughs> <laughs> mr garrison's like very nice eric <laughs> all right uh, we have fun yes, yes we do <laughs>